It's a pain in the ass trying to run a high-end production around here. That's what I'm saying. High-end production around where? (laughs) Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Coming to you from the Recycle Garage. Here for the technical difficulties. Here in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Hey everyone, this is Liza. And, uh, oh, I got lots to share with tonight. But, um, the first one is, big win for China. Yeah, I'll get to that. <laughs> uh, let's start with who is here in the studio and who isn't here in the studio. Yeah. Well, we'll begin, first of all, uh, joining us again. It is Raymond. Hey guys, it's Ray Ray. How you doing? And you showed up on a new bike. Yeah, I did. I did. What'd you get? I got a, a new 1250 GS Adventure. Nice. And it is nice and black. Mm-hmm. And clean. Looks good. <laughs> yeah, not for long. <laughs> yeah, with some... What's up with them street tires, son? I know. I, you know, <laughs> you taking a, that? Is that your Starbucks bike? <laughs> You know, it's BMW. I market the GSA as an adventure bike, and I sell it to you with street tires on. I don't get it. I know. Um, running the board tonight. It's Stumpy John. What's up, everybody? Here, uh, I don't know what to say to today. It's a wonderful day here in the new year, 2020.2. It's a cold, cold. It's very cold. Yeah, my brakes weren't cold, but that's a whole other conversation, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold out, but your brakes were on fire. They were. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But that's that's demon breaking. Learned, I think we can, we can put that in the lessons learned category. Uh, and then not here on the classic girl couch is Miss Emma, because she's still out in the garage helping Henry put his bike back together. Yeah, Henry was pretty balls, balls deep in it out there about... <laughs> 15 minutes ago. Uh, Last I saw, there was no rear wheel, no exhaust, no luggage. And and this is usually when he rides home. So Mm -hmm. I just, as an incentive, just like on, remember on um, Top Gear? It's almost dark out now. Yeah. On Top Gear, the incentive to to not break down, they had, um, was it the Stig following in some like cheap junky car or or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I handed him the keys to my KLR. <laughs> and he did comment, comment how motivating the bike <laughs> yeah. running that was. In case you need to get home. Hey, I'm getting yeah. tired of the KLR bashing Here you go. Here. Mm-hmm. Well, he's on a Stelvio. <laughs> I know. So the KLR is, is a step down. Yeah. Um, but the, you just heard the sultry tones of Naked Jim. Oh, hey. Happy New Year, everybody. Here's to a great 2022. And uh, yeah, ride more dirt bikes. And events. This is going to be events this year. Just rallies. It's a crazy month. January. And uh, joining us from uh, the cold tundra of Oregon, it's Bagel. Hey, hey. Trying not to get blown away by the wind up here right now. Dude, dude. Well, Bagel, you're going to like this first story. Um, Even though it was cold and not a lot going on in the garage today, still some things got done. In fact... Mm -hmm. A scooter got revived. <laughs> oh, excellent. And it looks badass now. Now, nice. Jim, that scooter almost got the best of you. Working with those little wheels, Bagel, I don't know how you people do it. Those little <laughs> wheels are a pain in the ass. <laughs> Dude. Changing tires. They take a special touch. Yeah. but And Jim, tell this story briefly of this, this scooter, how it came to you. I was going to say we had a special touch getting the wheels off that thing. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but um, There were power tools involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we literally took a Sawzall to the tire. I, I, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you do, into with a, like an ankle grinder. Yeah. Anyway, another story for another day. No, uh, quickly, a, f- a friend of a friend um, had a scooter to Buddy uh, Buddy 150. Yep. And oh, excellent. Apparently, that's a, a popular choice for AMA Vintage Days. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, so anyway, she uh, hadn't ridden it in about four years. It had been sitting. She had had uh, her, her husband had passed away unexpectedly, and, and they have a kid. So um, obviously, they're busy with other things than getting the scooter going. And it wasn't it – was, it, was, it ran when parked, so it really just needed new tires and a battery, I think. And um, But there was a bit of a saga getting it up and going. And it had kind of old gas, too. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, the first thing is is it, it's a cool black scooter with red wheels, um, and it had white walls originally. Oh, is it a Blackjack 150? Let's just say yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's a great looking scoot. But yeah, kind of like flat black one fifty nice. buddy. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, but the tricky thing was hard to find the white walls in the tubeless uh, tire that it came with stock. So I got the yeah. wrong tire, the wrong tires to begin with. So then we ended up going with tubes because you just couldn't find the white walls in that size. And I was just kind of an ordeal of ordering the wrong thing, and a week went by. But um, anyway, we got all, and Emma actually ordered the right tubes because I needed an angle valve. Um, so the oh, that's right. Yeah, you had the tubes that had the straight valve, but you can't access them because the uh, the, the the hub to rim is so short. Yeah, that was the second week delay. Was not having the right <laughs> tubes after we decided to do the tubeless. This the, is the tube a lesson conversion. learned. Yeah, do your homework. Um, but anyway, so. Uh, Emma came by today, and I just, if you've ever seen Emma do anything, it's always fun, but watching her knock out tires when she's motivated is something else. And I have a word for her method. Hmm. I call it the thwunk method. The thwunk method. <laughs> thwunk. Do tell. And she just raises that. She has the rim on the ground. She raises that tire up over her head. She brings it down with such force, and it goes thwunk onto the rim almost all the way. And then she just pop, 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 pries it on over. And it's amazing to watch. Well, as you know, I mean, obviously, Bagel, the smaller tires don't make it easier to change. Like a dirt bike tire, 21-inch tire, you just pop it right over the front wheel. No oh, problem. you can thwunk oh, yeah. that on the first yeah. try. Scooter tires, no. There's none of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and and especially if you're trying to put a, a tube inside of a tubeless a tubeless rim, mm-hmm. that's an extra special challenge to have to try to do that. Well, Emma's got the touch. It was it was pretty yeah. cool to watch. Yeah, but it, wow. I described it like this: like you'll you know you see those YouTube videos where here's how you change the tire on whatever, right? And they get to the hard part, and then all of a sudden you can tell that they edit it, like the video stops. Then they started again, like pretending nothing ever happened. They kind of swear. Yeah, and you're like, that was like 45 minutes of you trying to get. I know what that was. So the Emma does it like that, but there's no break in the video. She had those. Yeah. She would change her tires like literally like maybe three or four minutes. It was. Oh, it yeah. was we it was need awesome. to film wow. next time she uses yeah. the thwunk method. Yeah, just all method. by hand. It's quite yeah. cool. Then but a then you got Motion it, Pro tire tools. You got it running. Yeah. So we well the battery and, was dead. And even though it's not your bike, you still had that look. Oh, super that fun. look we've all experienced when something that you've been working on finally runs again, yeah. you revive it and you're like, <gasps> yeah, well, it'd it been awesome. here for three weeks. So I felt guilty about that anyway, uh, but it was cool to see it. Cause I didn't think today I was like, we just got the wheels on. That's a victory. And the battery was dead and we tried different boosts to get it running. And eventually we figured out mm-hmm. that. And then it took us a while because we left the kill switch on. So <laughs> it wasn't starting for a few minutes. Uh, and then boom, some starter fluid and it fired right up. 
And the cool thing, I guess, because it runs off a generator, maybe I'm talking mm-hmm. out of class, but it did, once we got it started, it didn't need the battery anymore. Right. Yeah. So that was cool. So, um, and we yeah, spun it around the block and uh, it gets to go back to its owner who hasn't ridden it for four years. Scooters are fun. That thing wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know they were. I was like back on the scene oh, yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah. It wheelies. Yeah. yeah. So those buddies are super light and there's nothing to them. Yeah. Well, John and I really put them to the paces at AMA Vintage yeah, Days, thanks to Phil at yeah. Cleveland Moto, um, who yeah. let us borrow them, a 125 and a 150. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took them on the like the hair scramble dirt trails and through the woods. Oh gosh. I did like Creek crossings. I did the barrel racing in them too. <laughs> oh, the barrel race. oh, <laughs> they were fun and killable and what a great little scooter. So, yeah. So after little... four years, same gas, everything else. So it's nice. A it'll get back on the road. Uh, cause she just didn't have the bandwidth to mess with it. And, uh, yeah. And hopefully give her a little bit of fun and, you know, get out and get the wind in her hair. So I think it's, it'll be nice to get it back to her. So yeah, you learned a lesson about, Tires and tubes and yeah. getting the right ones. John, you also got a bike uh, running today, yeah. but you want to talk about the lesson that you learned? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where it all started, but um, <laughs> you know, I bought that little XT earlier last year, and uh, and I didn't install any of the hand guards on it. But I think what would happen, the best I could tell, is last time we were out riding, it uh, I must have either loading it or unloading it or even I don't think I went down, but somehow the the hand guard got messed up and it started to interact with the brake lever. The handguard got twisted yeah. down just a bit so that the handguard was now pressing on the brake, brake lever. lever. Yeah. Just you, a scotch. You've had some brake karma with that yeah. bike. I'm telling you. But then the other day, I was yeah. just going to give it a spin just to, you know, give it a... Because I hadn't ridden it in a couple of weeks. Mm. So, And uh, I, I drove about a mile from my house, and I stopped at the little grocery store, and the whole thing was on fire. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, literally on fire? <laughs> yeah, literally on fire. <laughs> Sprayed, like, plastic everywhere. So what happened was, is because it was... Conne- it was Dude, you should have rid a wheelie on that point. You, fucking, it was hardcore. Some trucker helped me with his, with his fire sting. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, but what it ha- <laughs> I don't see that every day, do you? <laughs> what had happened was, is the, uh, the brake was just engaging a little bit, not enough to really mm. tell, but it heated up the rotor. And it, um, and what it did was it, um, it's, uh, it caught the, the caliper plastic cover it on fire. It has a plastic cover over yeah. the, the hub. Over the, the little rotor, the disc. Yeah. yeah. I guess to keep mud and stuff out. Yeah. So yeah. it's cra- It looks like somebody spray <laughs> well, painted my motorcycle with it, Do you guys know what plastic. spin art is? <laughs> yeah. When we were kids. Well, it's spin art. It spin arted. It did. Burning plastic burning all plastic. over the rim and the tire. It looks Isn't like something. Pollock. You, you ever look? see the painter Pollock with yeah. all the spray paint yeah. all over? That's, yeah. that's what it looks it, like. It, oh, my gosh. It is spin art oh, on man. it. Well, I'm glad you're all right. Um, and then oh, the, yeah. the, the brake wasn't working. It, yeah. I think it boiled the fluid, so that <laughs> required crazy. a flush. Well, if it gets that hot, I guess you kind of kind of think about all the things that what happens when things get yeah. hot. Metal gets hot, plastic and rubber gets so hot. So I ended up, I cut the little little round knobbies on the end of the the uh, the levers off just so it doesn't, there's no, it won't do the that ball. again. Yeah. yeah, you cut the ball off <laughs> the levers so it doesn't press. But Emma, to her credit, she's the one who spotted it because I, I would say, I think myself included, like most people, you're looking at yeah. the problem, the yeah. symptom. And she looks straight down from the top and immediately noti- notices you know the, the cause, which is the lever, which I wouldn't have thought of. I would have been down looking at the That's exactly what I was the brakes. Yeah. So the moral of that story is: is if you're going to install handguards, make sure uh, all the levers clear well, yeah. and that there's a there's a good gap there, so it doesn't know. Uh, 
I mean, you saw my dirt. Most of my dirt bikes have bent levers almost anyway. Yeah. A couple of my older TTRs, yeah. I, I just cut the end of the lever off and That's put a little blob of, of yeah steel stick on there to make it. Anyway. Well, the other thing, too, is um, realize that your handguard doesn't have to be perfectly centered to the right. to the lever. The handguard is really, um, like for me on my dirt bikes, the levers are down lower because I'm coming from a higher position, but the handguards are level because they're keeping bushes from getting me. For me, it's more of a bush guard than it is a crash protector. Mm-hmm. But even if it's you know a couple inches above the lever, I think it still is prim- primarily going to protect it. So that was a good lesson. And um, for me, a win from China, I put on... Time will tell. I, well, I know. <laughs> um, so I installed on my 690 Enduro the damper kit that was... Um, steering damper that was recommended to me. That's from China? That is from China. Oh, my God. So, um, Raymond, how much did you pay for your damper kit? Do you remember? Uh, not... No, I don't remember, but I'm sure it was I, anywhere like five hundred bucks. And I know the ones I looked up go for about seven fifty. Might be true too. So this one from China is about two hundred. Yeah, and it looked to be um, pretty good quality. I was pretty happy with it. Uh, not the the cheap pot steel, but all you know, anodized aluminum and installed pretty easy, and uh, it seems to work. I'm pretty stoked. So, you know, sometimes you get shit. Sometimes you get good stuff. Yeah, at least it, it just attaches the handlebars to the bike. So it's not that important. <laughs> what, what could go wrong? I, know, I, know. I, I, gotta, I, I just keep having these flashbacks of when Bajit Bell crashed your, uh, your 250 with your Chinese bar risers that snapped right <laughs> off. I'm not convinced that other risers wouldn't. I've, you know, no, There's leverage going against them because those are extensions, risers. On, that are attached to your risers. They were they were cheap um, Chinese. Oh, and joining us now is the lovely Miss Emma. <laughs> How did Henry make uh, out? Did he you was, get Henry's he bike back the, together? Yeah, he rode out of here. Woo! No way. Did you have to shove more toilet wow, paper in the, yes. in the exhaust? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. There is a time and a place for a bodge, and there is a time and a place for proper things. Aye. And, um, this was not a bodgy-dodgy <laughs> time. not a Time. What was he trying to do? Well, no, I mean, like most modern bikes. It's all the Gucci, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the uh, uh, Stelvio. Yeah. And like most modern bikes, it's got stainless steel exhaust, which is very good. And it's got these like squishy things that form the joints. And he's got the wrong ones in. And so he goes out the joints <laughs> it's not good <laughs> and he thought oh no i can make up the difference by wrapping it with exhaust wrap and stick it all in and in theory that's fine but you know no <laughs> so, so he left and we got it running as good as we can but bloody hell that oh bike rides God. like a three-legged horse so i was just commenting that i was pretty well, happy with the quality of my damper yeah, as you should be. That well, thing, I mean, you have bought some pretty appalling stuff in the past, Liza. And that actually looks very, very good. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. And even um, I also got, I showed Raymond the um, front little windshield that attaches to the front headlight cover, basically. Yeah. Um, that came really good. Well, I ordered a bunch of stuff. Something else just came in. Oh, good. Emma, you want to? 
I, I just them. realized what it is, and I'm I'm oh, I'm Lord. thinking this isn't going to be a big win. I'm thinking I know I know what this. <laughs> so I've ordered just so you know I've ordered a lot of weird stuff. I ordered a bedroom set with motorcycles on it. <laughs> I've got a rug coming. I've got a duvet. I've got pillowcases. Oh, did you get the oh no, it's 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 a KTM bath mat. So how does this look? Hey, look, look at that. Bath. Oh. No, I gotta be honest. No, with, I'm, the feel is kind of weird. It's not substantial. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not, might be single it, use. It's it's not a substantial <laughs> bath mat. So um, this is a like eighteen by maybe thirty two inch. The colors are mat. vibrant. Colors are, are quite a, vibrant. Like a doormat that's black with orange KTM. Let me see this thing. No, but, no wait, just wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's going to happen with this? You are going to get out of your bath and you're going to be walking all over this mm-hmm. and then you'll sit down and look at the soles of your feet <laughs> and they'll be black and orange. That's what's going to happen. Let's pass this around. And blistered. It feels... Um, it, it's not substantial. What is this made of? Paper. <laughs> What the heck is it's this? It's a paper material. I don't know. Raymond, what see. do you think? Oh, my God. I maintain it. <laughs> it's, it's like a mouse pad. <laughs> How much did you pay for that? <laughs> it is a giant mouse pad. Andre the Giant. So, Liza, what's the value on that? Oh, oh that's a good question. Six ninety nine. Yeah, hopefully. I can, uh, not a lot. Let me look it up. Um, like I said. I think I, it's I, lovely. I would I, trust this more it. than your steering damper. <laughs> I like the bag it came in. That seems Let's like something see. if you get a Jeffrey, uh, you should rub it. And I have to say, I'm getting them pretty quickly now, too. That is true. I've noticed that, too. Um, <laughs> okay. This will be better. Um, that cost me $2.78. <laughs> Single use. With, but like $7 in shipping. <laughs> <laughs> so I paid nine dollars and eight to have eight cents to have it shipped to me. If you're smart, Liza, mm-hmm. these make perfect Christmas gifts. <laughs> so now's the time to shop um, for next Christmas. So Ridiculous. I know I know who's getting a KTM bath mat for next Christmas. <laughs> um, Are they available in other makes? Oh, I'm oh sure yeah. And, you know, you mock, but, you know, all those tin, tin signs I gave you all came from here, too. I'm not mocking. I th- Actually, I think it is adorable, but I stand by exactly what I said. So you are going to end up with orange and black feet, hun. It's it's very lightweight, and it's come, it feels like it's flimsy. foam. Flimsy. Yeah. It's a it's it's the bath mat equivalent of a flim shoe. It, it's more it's more the it's more the construction. Like, that, can you go to the? It, you know what? It, it's like a it's like a placemat at Denny's. Is kind of. Oh no, like. Denny's is far better quality <laughs> than this. It's an oversized placemat. Let's let's admit it. Um, this is a placemat at the Golden but Corral. Bagel, yes. ba- <laughs> bagel, are you already looking up Vespa doormats on AliExpress? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, bagel, where's your where's your camera, darling? Uh, he's got computer issues right now. I'm I'm having technical difficulties. Oh, I'm sorry, please, sweetie. Please stand by. I'm working on it. <laughs> okay, because I like looking at you. Oh, and I wanted to give a quick report on what we did yesterday. What did you do yesterday? Yeah. Oh, oh, Raymond is going to be jealous. Uh-oh. But we all went to Bad Matt's flat track party. Yeah. 
It's been a couple of years, but he does this yeah. every year. Um, and to describe it, Emma, I think you were pretty impressed, right? We're in the middle of a neighborhood in middle of San Jose, well, you know, which is urban sprawl, right? It's urban sprawl. It's a very nice neighborhood. And immediately you look, you think it's a very sort of modern neighborhood, but it's not. Well, it's an, it's an old neighborhood. It's an old, <clears throat> it's like an Eisenhower era neighborhood. It's like one of these neighborhoods that sprung up in the 50s and 60s. And all the old houses are there. But obviously it's it's been modernized a lot. But there's this giant backyard. But <clears throat> it's this, brilliant. But this, uh, so Bad Matt, um, this property has been handed down through generations, and this is like the original like farm that probably had the whole like block. No, or something I upon, tell you right? what it is, Laser. When I think he said it was his grandpa who bought yeah. it new. Yeah, he bought the house and he bought the lot next door. Mm. And so, it's, so it's, the house it's, is it's double wide, yeah. double long. And they had little, like little orchard and little, just a little farm. It's a farmette in the middle of a neighborhood, and they've made this miniature flat track out in the side oh. yard. Yeah, right. It's not a mile. It's not a half mile. <laughs> no. It's about a quarter to an eighth of a mile, <laughs> and the going was soft and slippy. <laughs> well, considering there really wasn't a track when we showed up yeah. at first, it was more like just a grassy yes, area. you know, the going with was, hints of a track. The going was sticky. Yeah. Well, but we did tear it into a track in pretty quick order. Much though. like the barrel racing at AMA Vintage yes, exactly days. like that. You yeah. show up and it's like. Nice grass. Right. And then the track appears. Doesn't take long. Um, and so this is fun. People show up and there are small displacement mm-hmm. bikes, dirt bikes. bikes and, and yeah. And you get everything from, <laughs> you get some like old pro racers with their hot shoes. Uh, we had Yuri Berrigan, the Isle Man racer there. What was that two stroke? Uh, I, Suzuki. That, I, yeah, yeah, like an old RM250 or something. Yeah, right? it was an RM250. That's not small to space. Well, that was no, I know. Uh, and then you get kids like uh, Mike's daughter Freya on her <laughs> little, little Howard Strider. And I was on the mini bike with the neighbor's kid doing laps and he was giggling the whole way. And but like, you know, you get a little bit of everything. Just sounds good. As I say, we just set up chairs and watch idiots go in circles. The thing I like the most about it is... There's no form there at all. You know, this guy comes out, and I forgot his name, and it's a good job I forgot his name because I hate saying to people, oh, this guy really knows what he's doing. You're really going to see something now. And he's on a hot bike, and he just falls off on the first corner. <laughs> and every time he got to the same corner, he's just, bruh. It was he like three times. Yeah, that was the guy with the hot shoe on, too. Well, he was trying. He's used to um, throwing, falling off. No, throwing the rear, <laughs> locking the rear wheel up and sliding it through the corner. And he kept trying that over. Over and over, but it was still a lot of grass. What, what was yeah. funny is that corner with that right before that corner was shady. So as you come yeah. into that corner, your eyes go to the light part, which you see is dry, and you're like traction. I'm going to get it. So right as you get to that, you <laughs> tap the rear brake, you know, to yeah, break the rear end. Little do you know, it's the slickest spot <laughs> yeah. on the entire track. Yeah. That patch of shade. Yeah. But why it took him three times to However, figure that out? I yeah, don't know. Funny. I think the hero of the day was Yuri, and. I'm going to take some credit for that. Oh, for his race bike? Well, I had a little talk with Yuri. Mm-hmm. I had a little talk with Yuri, and I there were two two-strokes out there. There was the RM250, and there was a modern YZ125. Yeah. Both hot bikes. Yeah. Both two-strokes. And I, I sidled up to him, and I could see he was ready to go out, and I said, Yuri, darling, if you let 
a two-stroke beat you, I will never forgive you. And I saw this l- fire in his eyes. Not that he needs his motivation. No, but, yeah. but he's, I got him all fired up. And he kicked ass. We were watching him, remember? <laughs> and, he was just, and it's pretty friendly the whole time. And then we're like, oh, look, oh, Yuri's right. Because Yuri loves to be like 18 inches off your rear tire the whole time. And just, he just reels you in and reels and you in. And then one time we looked, we're like, oh, Yuri's racing now. And his <laughs> eyes were big and he I was ripped. It was... <laughs> And he caught and passed him too. It was a riot. Yeah, exactly. Pass the RM. What they, was funny was you would run, you would you watch him, and he would gas it all the way around, then hit Freya, and they'd slow down, get around Freya, and then gas it again and go back around. And so this backyard party has been going, and this was the twentieth anniversary right. of this. Wow. Been going a long time, and uh, everyone shares share stories. I, for us, I think it was one year we were there with Yuri Berrigan, Michelle DeSalvo, mm-hmm. and Dion. and Dion Campbell professional racer and like and then just a bunch of idiots it was really fun but they were talking about uh charles was saying one year they had four grand national champions there and none of them made the final heat because they're smart enough they're smart enough to hang back exactly what i'm saying the going was so unpredictable so is the racing um but what a great afternoon it really and the neighbors the big surprise for me was the neighbors i was expecting to pull up and obviously being part of the motorbike crew you know have to walk through this barrage of rotten tomatoes and hostile neighbors but everyone was really i don't know how the neighbors Mm -hmm. tolerate once a year all these idiots because it's once a year because yeah i guess so but i wanted to say there was um um, there was one thing there that just... Oh, I know it's playing on your mind, Liza. Oh, it drives me crazy. It <laughs> oh, drives me crazy. Yeah. Put it out of your mind. Um, you have to let it go, Liza. I know. But you can't, can you? I can't. Um, I've encountered I've encountered this before, and it drives me nuts. So maybe this will just be a plea. She went into the restroom, and there was a solitary gummy bear sitting on the system. <laughs> He wanted to eat it. <laughs> no, that's not it. Um, <clears throat> it was a raspberry one, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't unsee that. Of course there'd be a raspberry in the bathroom. It'd have been worse if it was inside the bowl. <laughs> now... Did you you said you said you're saying gummy, and I'm like I don't eat gummies. But if it was a piece of un- if it was a piece of unshoed bubble gum, I, then I'd be having a struggle. Well, I know I've I'd be noticed. I've noticed you always feel under the table when you're at Denny's, <laughs> just in case it is dessert. No, <laughs> um, no I know what because this is a it's a large property and an old property. You know, you have old like old garages out in the back falling down, and you have old trucks and every car that's been owned by the family at some point parked over on the side like yard. every house in ohio right 50 yeah. Uh, yeah. 50 i can't remember it's a 55 or a 56 chevy wow just, just sitting there with the door gone and you walked a bit further oh there's the door so you know yeah, i mean yeah. it was that kind of and property here, here's an old ambulance and here's a washing machine you know they just, just put things out in the yard and over behind the, one of the garages just sitting against a tree in the tall grass is a I would say early seventies or late 60s. probably a sixty nine or a seventy yeah. um, CL one hundred yep CL one hundred yep. Honda mm-hmm. really factory cool. gold really cool it has a luggage rack and everything and it has been sitting there as long as I can remember hmm. well according to Matt according to Bad Matt himself who would say is what fifties yeah um, 
That was the first bike as a child he sat on and vroom, vroom, vroom and pretended it was running. So he yeah, will belong to a neighbor. Yeah, he will never. And he will so never it, what drives me crazy is when you discover a bike that is savable. Is that still savable? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I could have saved really? it. Really? Yes, it's savable. And I was like, I've asked him before for it, but I'm not somebody who really, you know, have the skills to really restore something. But I thought, Emma is. Mm. And if anyone will give up a bike to see it live again, it might be Emma. So I introduced Matt to Emma. I'm like, Matt, this is the new owner of that bike. <laughs> she can restore it and let and it live again. Like, and he said, never, never going to happen. It's the first bike I ever sat on. It's never leaving this property. And, oh, it just hurts me. It hurts me. And that's his prerogative. I know. Mm -hmm. And I know there are people out there, and I've encountered this before. People have said, I would rather bury it in my backyard than let somebody else own my bike. Oh, wow. And it ah, it hurts me so much because I'm like, I want to save the bikes. And that was savable. But you know, I and, but be... it's not even like it's under a tarp or in a garage. It's just sitting out in the grass in the open. Yeah. yeah. And when people are clinging to, you know, a good memory, um, it's just, I, I, I know you're like, yeah. at least put it in the garage. And, you know, I know. In, <laughs> you know, in defense of Matt, though, I'm kind of getting that way with Rufus. I'm so attached to Rufus. I really would have ha have a hard time imagining somebody else riding that bike. Well, at least like for my um, vintage bikes that I don't ride very often, but I feel like they're in stasis. They're yeah. not getting any worse, right? Right. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're keeping it so that if circumstances change and you are in a position to put some work in, yeah, you can bring them back, but they're not deteriorating. Yeah, you're not leaving Rufus in the backyard. Oh, God, no. Um, so yeah, it's something I struggle with when people hold on to bikes and I've known people before. Oh, that was my first bike. It's just sitting over in the corner. Why don't you let me have it? I'll get it up and running and give it to a beginner. It's almost you know? like take out the gas tank and get it restored and then just have the gas tank sitting in your house or something, but don't just let it sit. I'm not trying to part things out. I want to save. No, a bike. you know what I, I mean, want to save a bike. If you're not do and it. if you recall, that's one of the, the, that's the mission statement, the original mission statement, the recycle garage right. to keep old bikes uh, running and on the road. And teach people how to ride them. And teach people push, how to ride them. Push them in. So You're riding it out. What what a great, it was a great um, weekend. A lot of fun there. And we're, you know, barbecuing up and sharing food and drinks. Good bratwurst. Oh, Thank you for also, getting those. Oh, I never paid you. Oh, that's okay. Also, uh, for me, the most fascinating bike there. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Was a KTM. Oh. Uh, um, uh, now, uh, Red. Uh, Redshift? No, wait. No, not, no, that's Alta. The Freeride, KTM Freeride, the electric one. Hmm. That's the yeah. first one I've seen in the wild. Is that that? I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was yeah. an electric bike. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, the KTM Freeride. Now, I mean, we knew about the Alta making a race-ready mm -hmm. dirt bike. Well, KTM also made one called the Freeride. And in fact, I believe there were videos of Cody Webb riding it, mm -hmm. doing... Um, riding up trees or doing... I think he's How long put ago was this? About eight years? It's, yeah, the, maybe six, seven. Okay. Um, but not not a lot of people know that KTM made an electric dirt bike. I had no idea. It kind of went under the radar. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so they yeah, made... I didn't know that either. Yeah, they made the free ride. Uh, oh, there he is. Look, 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 look. There he is. Hey, Bagel. Hello, uh, they, Bagel. They uh, came in a 250 and in the electric. So that was really cool to see one of those out there too. Yeah. 
Um, you guys want to play a game? I want to make an apology oh, no. to Mikey three Uh-oh. times Uh-oh. about yesterday. Why? 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 I ate his brat. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you and I, I really wanted to apologize because I wanted a brat, and I had bratwurst and I had cheesy dogs, and I did and Emma not. Stole his, the last bratwurst at Mike's I cooking. wanted nothing to do with the cheesy dogs. I shunned them as I would shun an old piece of clothing. Oh, However, the brat looked very, very good. And Liza said, this is not your brat. This is for Mikey three times. Oh. And I said, just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and there must have been something said about... Mikey the, who? The, the, there must have been something about the glint in my eye. So I got Mikey three times brat. So I'm sorry, Mike. All right. Now can we play the game? Um, Ramond has stolen my notebook. No, I, I left it on the couch. Did you? Yeah, so you guys sitting on it. You know me. I always like to come up with new games, and I, I, this is an existing game that I thought we could turn into a motorcycle version of it. Uh, have you guys heard of the game Two Truths and a Lie? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we've played this Just before. Today. Yeah, yes, this is the first time. Um, I thought we could play. Two Truths and a Lie. Okay, very good. Um, the motorcycle version. So how this is going to work, um, we've all written down our truths and lies. And um, we're going to take turns. I'll go first. And I'm going to say um, uh, three statements. Um, two are truths. One is a lie. And then each of you are going to try and guess maybe just like a, uh, we'll figure it. Just guess which one it, it is. Yes. And then um, I will reveal which one was the lie. And if you got it right, you get a point. Okay. And you um, keep, keep track yourself. And, and do we win a raspberry gummy bear? <laughs> yes. I hope so. <laughs> I just have to get a little bit of dirt off. <laughs> Pluck it off the system. Okay, guys. So two of these are truth and one is a lie. Okay. You'll have to guess. So I have never ridden a Honda Goldwing. I have never ridden a Triumph Bonneville. I have never ridden a Matchless. Matchless. Two, two truths and a lie. Two truths. So you guys have to guess which one of those. Say them again. I've never ridden a Goldwing. Mm-hmm. I've never ridden a Honda Goldwing. I've never ridden a Triumph Bonneville. And I have never ridden a Matchless. Uh, uh, You've never ridden a Matchless. So that's your guess? Bonneville. I know the lie. <clears throat> I know <laughs> I the lie. And the lie is I have never ridden a Goldwing. That is a lie. I think that is too. Because I've seen you ride a Honda Goldwing. Yeah. That is a lie. And so the other two must be true. What Wait a minute. Earth? Only one thing can be wrong. Yeah. Two truths and a lie, Jim. And I, I think uh, I'll just go with the Bonneville. Uh, no, I, don't know, I, I don't know why I think you've ridden a match list. I just for I don't some think reason, she's ridden a Bonneville. That's why I'm going with Bonneville. And I, know, and I don't think she's ridden a match list either, but I have seen her on a Goldwing. Goldwing, I'm sure you've ridden. Yeah. So that is the lie. I'm going with uh, going with the Triumph. And Bagel, did you get your guess in? Uh, yes, I am going with the Goldwing is the right. lie. And John? Uh, I'm going to go with Matchless. So remember, you guys are guessing which the one lie. is the lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have never ridden a Triumph of any <gasps> kind, in fact. Right. 
Yeah, but that's the truth then. That yes. is the truth. So that was mm-hmm. the truthful statement. Oh, 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 and oh, okay. I have actually never ridden a Honda Goldwing. Huh. What? What? Really? I've sat on them. I've a never Honda ridden fan one. Like you. Oh, you semantics. N- you never rode. What was no, it? That's shocking. But I have ridden a matchless. Not even a test ride. Yeah. I had the reversed shifter and yeah, it was yeah, like okay. crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Well, wow. like a, so, I think wow. it was like a 350. So who got that right? So who guessed matchless? John? I guessed matchless, yes. John gets a point. There you go. All right. I thought matchless was a lie, so I don't get anything. Yeah, I thought it was a lie. I, th- I know. Yeah, well, well, well okay, whatever. Let's keep right. playing. Whatever. All right, um, John, you want to read yours? Sure. Uh, I have never ridden a Ducati. Okay. I have never ridden a chopper. <laughs> I've never eaten a hot dog at a racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, when you say chopper, mm-hmm. um, what qualifies like uh, any, any bike that's been um, like a Honda Shadow that's been bobbed? Do you call that a chopper? Or are we talking a because well, technically I think it has to be a big twin like Harley to be a chopper? We're just guessing the lie. We're just I know, but I just want to clarify. Lie. I'm I'm gonna guess the hot dog. I think that's the lie. I'm gonna guess the chopper. I'll go chopper. Yeah, I mean me too. Chopper. Actually, well, can, bagel. Bagel. Um, uh, I'm gonna guess the Ducati. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right. What's the truth? It is. It is true that I have never ridden the Ducati. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, two truths and a lie. Yeah. I have never. So, yeah. <laughs> so the, oh, oh, okay. So actually, the, the actually the one truth in there is uh, two truths and a lie. Yeah, I have never ridden. Uh, actually, I have ridden a chopper. What chopper? I had a Triumph chopper. A friend of mine's tri- Triumph chopper back in Florida. Mm, okay. And uh, actually, I, I I cannot recall ever eating a hot dog at a racetrack. I don't like. So that's I the truth. That's the truth. No, no, oh. this is two truths and a lie. Well, the lies are I've never ridden a chopper. <laughs> that sounds like two lies and a truth. Okay, whatever. Wait, hold on. <laughs> These double negatives are I, fucking. I think, me yeah, up. they are too. That's that's what I'm having. <laughs> okay, we need oh, to no. get through this. <laughs> hold on. No, we need to finish with this round and go to the next. You round. said I have never ridden a Ducati. Have you ridden a Ducati? No, I haven't ridden a Ducati. Okay, so that's, so the that's truth. truth. You say I have never ridden a chopper. I have but you have ridden a chopper. So that's the truth. Sorry, the third one. I've never eaten a hot dog. So. You Actually, never... I did two, two lies and the truth. Oh, well, whatever. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll let you guys figure out if you got a point. I didn't get a point. I No one got a point. Okay. All right. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The two truths and one lie. I have never ridden an MV Augusta 1000 F4i. Mm. Jeez. I have never ridden a Yamaha R1M. R1M? I have never ridden a Honda 250 Rally. Well, two truths and a lie. What was, what was the, the second, second one? back okay. again? I uh, have R1M. R1M. That's R1M. the like uh, really expensive race raced up souped up version. The first one was what again? I have never ridden an MV Augusta 1000 F4i. No, it's a lie. 
I have never ridden a Yamaha R1M. I have never ridden a Honda 250 Rally. Two truths and a lie. Okay, I'll go last because I'm pretty sure I know the truth. I mean, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I mean, I know, I know which one is accurate. You want to go first, Raymond? Yeah, Honda Rally. That she's never ridden a Honda Rally. You think yeah. that's a lie? Yeah. All right. No, I think. Wait a minute. We're picking the truth. Are we picking the <laughs> lie? I'm confused. Pick, We're trying to pick a lie. lie. You yeah. got to pick the lie. Yeah. Has yeah she, so that's the lie. That she's never ridden a rally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the rally also because Jim had a rally. I'm sure she's. I'm going one. rally too. You've never. I, I'm saying she's never ridden a rally. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's no, that's a saying. lie. I'm saying she's lying about that. I. I th- yeah, you're trying to find the lie. You're trying yeah, that's to find the, the lie. lie. That's the lie. All right, bagel. Yeah, I think the rally is the lie. Okay, I'm pretty darn sure that the first one you said is the lie because you just got yeah, that bike one. running two weeks ago, yeah, and I'm pretty sure you test rode it. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, so the lie is the Moto is it, uh, not Envy Augusta is the lie. Correct. Yes, because I also yeah. know for I, fact I've never. I, the truth is, I have mm-hmm. never ridden an R1M. Yeah, hmm. I've I've always I've run ridden tons of R ones, mm-hmm. but never an M. And the truth is, yeah. I've never ridden a two fifty yeah. rally. Yeah. I see. That's what I was trying hmm. to say. I, I believe that because I knew you rid the fir- rode the first one. I assume you rode the second one, but I I was, was pretty sneaky. sure you yeah, hadn't ridden the two fifty. Right, I've right. never ridden a two fifty yeah. rally. Whenever they were prepped at the shop, the you, oh, you ride this thing to yeah. somebody else, mm-hmm. and yours, I just never got to riding it. Yeah. I I kicked it straight plenty of times. I knew that one. I knew that one. I, no, was, I, like, yeah, I, was, I was like, I'm going to go last. But yeah, yeah no, the lie either. was I have never ridden an MV Augusta. In fact, you rode it yes. two weeks ago. Damn right. Yes, you my did. God, <laughs> what, what a bike. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that other guy riding it a lot lately, too. Oh, he's <laughs> enjoying he's that. He's yeah. enjoying Oh, God, talk about a save. I didn't think I was going to be able to bring that one back. Right. Oh, the but amount anyway. of cussing that went on around that motorbike. All right, uh, it, let's, let's go to Bagel. Bagel, two truths yes. and a lie. Bagler. Okay. I have never ridden in Italy. Mm-hmm. I have never ridden in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. And I have never ridden in India. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Who's been paying attention now? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I got this one. Yeah, I think I we're, got it. Uh, now Pretty we're sure going for the one. lie. Let's start with Emma on this one. What's the lie? I Emma? think he's never ridden in Manitoba. Yeah. All right. That is the lie. You're guessing Manitoba, Jim? The lie is Manitoba. I agree. Manitoba. So? And John? I'm going to go India. I'm going India. But it was on Pakistan. It probably just made nope. a quick call. everyone? Bagel, what's the answer? What's the lie? You are all wrong. The lie was Italy. (laughs) I I rode in Italy for about two hours when I was in on my trip to France in 2015. So that counts. (laughs) And and I got lost in the mountains of Italy. He's never ridden, Uh but he did. So when did you ride in uh, in India? I didn't ride in India. Oh, Oh, the truth. I have. I think we're still confused. Double negative again. And I'm still confused. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jim. Two truths and a lie. Okay, I'm just going to say things and you, you, guys, you <laughs> say things back. Okay, uh, on the motorbike, I have never gotten a speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. I have never broken a bone. I have never gotten in a fist fight at the garage. 
That's my job. <laughs> Liza's got the inside track on this one, so you go last. Wow. So we're going for the lie. So what did I lie out? Did I I have never uh, gotten a speeding ticket on the bike, never broken a bone on the bike, and never gotten in a fist fight at the shop. Never broken a bone. That is the lie. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say too. Never broken a bone. I think I think getting a speeding ticket is a lie. What? Impossible. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm going with broken a bone. I'm going with the bone, too. Okay, wow. so I'm going to just tell you what is true. So mm-hmm. it is true that I have never broken a bone. Oh, um, it is true that I've never gotten a speeding ticket. Um, it is oh. a lie that I've never gotten in a fist fight at the show. Wait a minute, you, you have gotten a fist fight at the garage. Oh, I have. Wow. No, you guys interpret the <laughs> oh, rules. Oh, because you I'm said, I know, you. you said I have never. Yes, yeah, you're so right. God negative. damn it, I did that wrong. <laughs> See, uh, the double negative is, yes. Yeah, yes. anyway. And I screamed for the neighbors to come out with their with weapons guns. while he got his ass kicked. Liza just sprayed me with a garden hose while I got my ass kicked <laughs> by three yeah. homeless people. Oh, you were oh, yeah. fighting homeless It was a hobo yeah. fight, yeah, straight up. And a pit bull. And a dog. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh my god! Dog clamping onto him too. I didn't realize oh the dog got me till oh, Monday. Geez. I was taking my pants off, and I'm like, "Why is my leg itch?" And I'm like, "There's four puncture wounds in the back of my leg." Oh jeez! Oh, oh my god! That's how we roll here at Recycle. I can't believe I my own game got me. Okay, all right, let's go, Raymond. Two truths okay. and a lie. I have never ridden a Harley. Mm. I have never changed the oil on my motorcycle. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I have never been kidnapped on my motorcycle. Oh, oh my! Ooh, you're the kind of guy. Go- I really your- hope it's the oil change all of a sudden. Knowing your history, I th- think you might have been kidnapped. All right, let's see. Because I mean, you you've been into some pretty weird places. It's it's whether you've been on your bike in the kind of places you went into. How long were you with the Red Cross, Raymond? Five years. That's plenty of time to get kidnapped. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, shit. Um, right. I'm going to wow. say the. you said that you have never changed your oil. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the truth. <laughs> really? Oh, that's I an awful thing I'm to say. You think to pick the lie, aren't you? I know. I think it's the truth. And the kidnapping one is weird. So you say you've never been kidnapped? Never been kidnapped. So that's the lie. I think you have been kidnapped. I think he's been kidnapped, but not necessarily on his bike. So I'm going to say you have changed the oil on your bike. So you saying that you've never changed the oil on your bike is the lie. Okay. I'm Yeah, I think kidnapping is a lie, John. What was the first one? I've never ridden a Harley. I think uh, I think you have ridden a Harley. So that's the lie, then. <laughs> I have never ridden a... Uh, no, no, no. I'm going the other way. Uh, I'm going to say the uh, kidnap. Okay. Is, is the lie. Is the he lie. He has been kidnapped. No, I don't think, think he's been kidnapped. Then he's telling the truth. He said he's never been kidnapped. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gosh, I can't, why can't Who's I get on this first? stupid game? <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, you got to get rid of the, the never. Okay, the lie is the oil change then. Yeah, the, you've never changed your oil. The next round's going to be a lot easier. You're, you're he, lying you're that he's never. He, he has changed his oil. Yes. Okay, so you think it's oil? All right, bagel. Did you guess? Okay. Uh, I'm I'm going to say the lie is the Harley. That he has ridden. Harley. He has ridden a Harley. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. 
what what is the tr- what is the lie? Uh, here? I have been kidnapped while riding my motorcycle what? In, yes. in Beirut. Point. In wow. Beirut. Point. Yes. Good lord. Well, I was crossing from the Christian to the Muslim side. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> he said on a motorcycle, motorcyclists wow. yeah. are prone to being kidnapped because they they're easy to, the to stop. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were on the moped. So the life you lead. <laughs> my goodness. God. I got two points. I, I don't think I got any. <laughs> Still even sure what game we're playing. I, I don't know what I got. <laughs> well, that's a lie, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do one more um, round. Uh, like, Can we get rid of the never? This, blowing her nose yeah. with the mat. No, this this mat does not smell good. <laughs> oh, there's this sort of weird sort of, and it hasn't even been used. It's this like there's it this weird like rubber gym shoe smell, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And it's <laughs> it's probably toxic. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. So now this round, All right, this so is we'll what we round. yeah, no more nevers, please. So this one is I have. Oh, good. Oh, okay. This is going to be easier now. All right. Um, I will say so. I have yes jumped on a motorcycle, done a jump on a motorcycle. Okay, very good. Um, I have stoppied on a motorcycle. Yes. And I have wheelied on a motorcycle. So we're looking for the lie. Yes. Stoppy. Stoppy. You've never pulled a stoppy. <clears throat> I, uh, and, and just to clarify for those who don't know, stoppy is when you uh, stop so hard on the front wheel that the rear wheel goes up. Jim, you broke the wheel on that. Sc- I did. That was like two weeks ago. I had a, little, I had a <laughs> so, blowout in turn yeah. seven. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, Emma, you said. Stoppy. All right. Jim. Uh, I think you've done a stoppy. I think you have done a wheelie, whether on purpose or not. I don't think you've properly jumped a motorcycle. What? It's just jumped. There was no proper about it. <laughs> <laughs> Are we um, talking about a hop or a jump? I like, don't think you've jumped yeah, a motorcycle over like, over like five feet. Okay. And Stompy. Okay. And John? Jump. And a bagel. What, what was the first one exactly? Jumped. A motorcycle, stopping a motorcycle, or wheelied a motorcycle. I have done all three. One of these is a lie. Hmm. I'm going to say the stoppy is a lie. Jim, is that a lie? Uh, I I think I've seen you stop me at the go kart track. (laughs) Yes, I have seen you stop me under supervision, both of us. I actually. Um, strangely enough, I'm much more comfortable doing a stoppy than a wheelie. I've never done a real wheelie. I get oh, like maybe an inch. Well, as soon as that steering yeah. goes slack, Ugh. I go. Well, fair dues then. So I've never <laughs> done like a wheelie. I'm just I chicken out. But stoppies, I've gotten that rear wheel up really high. Mm-hmm. I'm wow. much more comfortable you know, doing that. When I first came to the states, I worked at a multi-line dealership in San Luis Obispo. We had this giant bald guy who kind of looked like um, who's the guy on uh, American Idol, the germaphobe guy. Uh, Randy? Oh Jerry? no, um, Mandel. Uh, yeah, Simon. Howie, Simon. Howie, yeah, oh, Howie, 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 Howie Mandel. He looked just like Howie Mandel, and he had a CBR six hundred, and he pulled these giant stoppies, and he destroyed his back suspension mm. in like a month. Just destroyed and, it. Oof, and really. Jim, you forgot that I was a a kid with a Trail seventy. Yeah. Right. I jumped the heck yeah. out of that thing. Yeah. yeah I that's mean, okay. I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and I've seen you jump so are many terrifying. times here. Yeah. Wheelies can be scary. But wheelies, I just, I, oh. you just 
feel like that front goes slack. Because I always talk about how the Versus is too easy to wheelie. Yeah. I'd feel it go up and I... Fucking boodle. That, that Buddy 150 made me yeah. made me perk, perk a little bit today. All right. So <laughs> no one got a point. No, no points. Nil. Right. Or Nil. as I say in France, nil point. All right. John? <laughs> no rien va plus. Après moi, <laughs> le déluge. <laughs> I... <laughs> right. Is that the Summer's Eve deluge? Yeah. <laughs> Descartes. Yes, no negatives this time. I have been offered a sponsorship to race in high school. Okay. Hmm. Um, I've been in a pit crew at the Daytona 200, and I raced AFM. Hmm. One of these what was the lie? is a lie. I'll say the last. What raced? I'll say the last one. Raymond, what say you? The first one. What was the first one? You've... He had a sponsorship to race? Yeah, was offered a sponsorship to race. Um, Emma, what say you? Pit crew. It's okay. the lie. All right, and Bagel. Mm. I'm going to go with the uh, sponsorship. I'm going to go with you never raced in the AFM because you've talked about your dad being a racer. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking you've been at the track oh. with your dad and maybe you got mm-hmm. offered a sponsorship as a kid, but I don't think you've raced in the AFM. So which one is it? So I was offered a development yeah. sponsorship ah. in high school, um, and my dad said no, wow. believe it or not. Um, and I did, my friend was a, pri- was a privateer racer in the Daytona 200. So I was in the pit crew there and I've never raced AFM. Yes. Wow. So there you go. Well, attention. Wow. What, how many points do you have now? Three. Wow. Mm. Have you been marking mine down? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Keep track of your own. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to bagel. All right. I have 14 motor scooters currently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have ridden more than 250,000 miles so far in my life, all on scooters. And I have been riding for more than 30 years. I think it's the first one is the lie bagel. Cause yeah, because we can count them behind you, bagel. I think you've got, thir- <laughs> I think you've got 13. I think he's got 11. It, he hasn't got 14, so the first one is the lie. I, yeah, I'm gonna say because you're. Say, I mean, you're so hardcore. Oh. You you you've ridden a lot. Shoot, I think ah! in my haste I may have made <laughs> a mistake. Tra- <laughs> there are all <laughs> two lies in there. Quickly, <laughs> quickly turn the camera off. Can I correct this? <laughs> Can I correct it real quick? Yes. <laughs> I have 13 scooters currently. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the fact check. <laughs> Do your friends pay attention? Right. So you really do have 13 scooters. So yes. that's 250,000 so Not miles. everyone got to guess, though. So no one... Ha- 30 years now. That's the obvious. I noise. know. And how, how long did you say you've been riding? I've years. been riding for more than 30 years. Oh, it's more than 30 years. More than 30. Three zero. How old are you? So where are we at right now? And what are we doing? And, and more than 250,000 miles guess the in my lie. life. Guess the lie. I thought he said he had two lies. So we're guessing two lies? Well, well no, no. I, I corrected <laughs> the first <laughs> one. <laughs> so now it's, now it's a 50-50 deal? Yeah. Or I have now it's a 50-50. Currently. Can, uh, can I call a friend? Right. Yeah. So I, I intended that one to be the truth, but I got so, the Well, hold on, hold on. You and I called 
when that was a lie, we got one of the lies. Yeah, we got. So I think we got our point. No, I didn't have a chance to. Now you oh, guys no. are down a fifty percent chance. But, okay, but that so was I, the one I'm, that I intended no, to be well, the truth. No, I, I want my point. Yeah. No, we get points because we caught the lie. Yeah, faith, yeah. But now that he corrected it, they get to guess right. which get, is the you other get a lie. Gold star. Call a liar that? and a lie right. of a lie. All right, we get it. So you guys guess. We know how many scooters you the, own, Bacon. So over to, uh, yes. 250,000 miles or 30 years, which one is the lie? 30 years is a lie. Yeah, 30, 30 years. years. All right, Bagel, which one is the lie? 250,000 miles. No, come on. <laughs> no, really? Aren't you like 32? I, I, I only have about, I think, 220,000. Oh, please, get <laughs> That is a bunch but of But I'm working on it. Well, that's not it. even fair. You're only like 33 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but right. I, I did start riding in 1991. Wow. wow. All right. All right, yep. Emma. Oh, mine's very glamorous. Okay. <laughs> Two truths, one lie. Let's Two get truths, it straight. One okay. Okay. I have completed a lap of the Isle of Man TT course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have completed a lap of Laguna Seca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have completed a lap of the old Paul Ricard circuit in Paris. Damn. Ooh. Isle of Man. That's your guess? Isle of Man? Yeah. <clears throat> Paul Ricard. I, bagel? I'm going to say Laguna Seca because I think she's trying to throw us off here. Oh, that would be a good one. <laughs> I know. Jim and I have done laps oh, of Laguna Seca. A bit of subterfuge. But I don't remember. MMO wasn't with us. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to take Bagel's lead. I'm going to say you've not ridden the track at Laguna. Yeah, that's what I'm that going sounds. with. I don't think you've done the parade lap at Laguna Seca. Though, I'm going to also guess that the TT was, you did a lap when it was not race time. Because you can go the there. The racing's got nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can go there and ride around. A yeah. So I'm guessing right. you've done that. Because anyone who has an opportunity to go ride a lap, you're going to do it. And the w- other one I've never heard of, so that must be a truth. So I, I'm going to no, say the I lie mean, is Laguna Seca. I've ridden Laguna Seca. <laughs> But I've just never done a complete lap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Finally, a point for me. Point. No, I think Bagel gets the point. Well, Bagel gets it all for well, all of us. I guess that too. Well, Bagel gets the point, though. No, I, wait, I, anyone who gets it right gets a point. All right, then. <laughs> I guess they're right, but only because of Bagel, so he can have my point. <laughs> <laughs> you get the raspberry gummy bear, Bagel. <laughs> Yay. Nothing eat it. All right, Jim. <laughs> Okay. Is it is it a sugar free gummy bear? <laughs> it's something free. <laughs> it's just free. No, there's a price to be paid for that gummy bear. Well, yeah. Is there the, is there gluten in the hair sticking to it? Well, you know what? Gar- oh, does that make it not vegan? Do you yeah. know what gummy bears are made of? Hoofs. Did you have the, yeah. the cr- crushed up horses hooves. Hoofs. Horses hooves. Yeah. Oh, you just ruined that for me. Not for mm. me. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think gelatin is? That's why I don't eat it. It's from algae. <laughs> no, it's no, from it's, crushed it's up horses' hooves. What do you think it, calamari rings are? Oh, Squid. No, no. no pork, pork anus. Pig anus. Yeah, it is. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yes. Yep. Look it up. No. Yep. <laughs> calamari rings. You ruined my life. 
<laughs> oh my god! It's poor it's pig poop shoot. That's all what right. are the other little squiggly ones? What, oh, oh are, you don't want to read. That's what they find Play in there. You know, oh, the parasite. <laughs> You've just ruined me forever. <laughs> That's all right. All right. It's 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 poor poop shoot. That's right. horrible. It's I just the going to start All right, Jim. All right. I have. Let's see. I have owned seven dirt bikes. Okay. I I have okay. I've owned seven dirt bikes. I have slept in the same bed with Liza. (laughs) I have eaten fried pig balls. So the I've owned seven dirt bikes. I've slept in a bed with Liza, and I've eaten fried pig balls. So hang on. I know you've slept I in a bed with... I am from the Ozarks originally. Right. Just Hold on. I, I was counting bikes. I think you... Okay, I wait. Th- what were the others? Seven bikes, slept in a bed with you, eaten pig balls. Seven dirt bikes is the lie. So did, is you consider that little... Africa Twin is a dirt bike. None of the mini bikes. Oh. None of the mini bikes. The, the, I'll give you a oh. hint. The, lo- the smallest one's a TTR 125. The biggest one is the Africa Twin. Right. So... Th- that's Wait. the lie. The seven. Not at one time. Hold on, though, you've owned on. Uh, Not at one time. What was the last one again? Pig butt. Have I eaten pig balls? Oh, no, we already, y'all are eating okay. calamari, <laughs> dude. I'm done with okay. calamari. <clears throat> All right. I'll let you, the rest of you guess. I'm going to go with the dirt box, too. All right. Uh, bagel? I'm going to go for the pig balls. All right. Emma, did you guess? Yeah, I did. I said okay. it's seven because okay. I know he slept. It's a process of elimination because look at him. If ever there was a man who was going to eat fried pig balls, that's it. And I know he's, I know he slept with you. He might secretly have had it. You really should have had it way with you, you. That you were the big spoon or the little spoon. That was a b- bigger mystery. And John, what are you guessing? So he's, it's got to be. Hold on, hold it, on. John, did you are, guess? are you counting like pig balls in a hot dog, or is it just like pig balls on their own? <laughs> I, I, I was, it was fried pig balls, but I'll take it. But any pig ball. Any 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 mountain <laughs> oyster, any mountain, mountain oysters we would call. So you eat you won't eat calamari, but you eat pig balls. I didn't know calamari was pig ass till two oh. minutes ago. So it's the dirt bikes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, dirt bikes. Oh. I'll eat the ass out of a oh, pig. Oh, now she's counting. Pig. Yeah, you got to count the bikes, Liza. Hold on. TTR 125, yes. TTR 225, KLX 250, three, DR 350, four, Rally 250, five, Sierra 450, six, Africa Twin, seven, Honda XR 350. Eight. I had eight. Oh, he owned your DR too, uh, didn't he? Or your, uh, no. So actually, I had eight. I forgot about the I, DR. So the, I knew the, you forgot the, about the, the DR 350. 350. No, not the DR, the I mean, Honda. Not the DR, I mean, that's what I meant, the XR. I knew so you forgot about the XR 350, up. so I knew... So that, that was pig my, balls my is, lie I knew pig balls so is So dirt bikes lie. is the right. That was pig lie. balls is no, the I've, lie. No, uh, no, I've never eaten pig balls. Right. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I right. thought I owned yeah. seven bikes until you corrected me. Apparently. I know. I that's, forgot why, about the Honda. that's why I went last because I'm like, So I should get a point then for the bikes. Yeah. You, yeah. We should yeah. get a point. No, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. once again, no points for Emma. That was a. I got a point for pig balls. No, you did. It was a technical victory. I thought I had seven. I counted them out. I forgot about. Well, I mean, look what happened to Bagel as well. Right. You see, I pay attention to my friends. I pay attention to how many bikes they own. <laughs> I'm here to help. All right. Not like the other. I'm not like the others. <laughs> <laughs> the others who are enabling. Yes. <laughs> so have you had cow balls? No. I, I've, I've eaten no balls. No I've, balls at all. No. no. Never, never have balls in your mouth. No. Okay, so Scotty. <laughs> no balls too straight. I don't, know what, I don't know anyone who serves pig balls. They're really big. You gotta cut them in half. They squirt. But also, oh. no. But here's um, 
they don't remove the balls of pigs. They remove the balls of ste- of yeah, cows, bulls, bulls yeah, to make bull. them steer, yeah. Yeah. but they don't remove. Yeah, no, pigs. Are those am, sweetbreads or something. I am oh, not the oh, testicle yeah. connoisseur um, you are, Liza. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> is Raymond? Are you the last one left? Who's who's gone and not gone yet? I have. Is that you, Raymond? Yeah, that's me. All right. Okay. All right. So, all, right. all right. so there's two truths and a lie. Yeah. Okay, very good. I have ridden to Ushuaia, Argentina. Mm-hmm. I have touched a whale during a bike trip. Uh, what was the other one? <laughs> I, I think that one should be, I have touched a bike during a whale trip. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have done that. <laughs> I might have done that when I was in high school. Yes. There was a lot of ouzo involved. Next. Next. I have totaled the bike in Mexico. Mm. So number three Ooh. is the lie. Because you're riding it right now. Mm. You're riding it right. It was close, but you're riding it right now. So it's number uh, three is the lie. You've not been to Ushuaia. I will say Ushuaia. What was, I'm sorry. What I was think the that's third a made-up place. Sorry. What was the third one? Third one, I have totaled the bike in Mexico. Oh, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the um, truth. Uh, sorry, the second one was what? Again? I don't think you made it all the way down the to Ushuaia, but I think that you touched a whale in Baja. Yeah, the one is I touched a whale during a bike trip. I think you did touch a whale. I think you have not made it to Ushuaia. Yeah, I'm going to go to Ushuaia too. Everybody's uh, gone. Did, did you guess, bagel? Jim? Bagel. bagel? Um, yeah, Ushuaia. What was the third one again? Sorry? What uh, was the third one? Third one was uh, I've totaled the bike in Mexico. I think that's the lie. Okay. No, the lie was Ushuaia. Oh, really? Uh, I, bagel? I my GSA is that's totaled. Unfair, that's unfair for Bagel. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was uh, close, but you got it. Oh, no, I got, no, got totaled. Oh. So did I. All right. Oh, that's upsetting. There that was on. Yeah. That was on that trip. So this one you're riding right now is brand new. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Three weeks old. All right. My bad. So how many points did y'all get? I got none. I think I got forty-two. <laughs> you were keeping track at all. I got but two. Right. Two. I got seven. Oh please! That was impossible. Wow. So the winner's wow. Jim. With Where's that gummy? Where's that gummy? I get that gummy. <laughs> I was actually going to look and see if there's more. Restroom gummy. (laughs) Well, I tried biting that one off, but it was just the rusty stud coming up out of the floor. (laughs) (laughs) That you saw the cistern down. Um, Oh, dear. I wanted to get real quick to something we should all be excited about right now. Hmm. Did you guys know? That the Dakar Rally has started. Yes. Yes. We talk about this uh, every year. Now, here's why people should be excited. Um, If you have not followed it, uh, the Dakar Rally, it moves around to different countries. Last year, was it like Chile or something? No, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Now, this year, it's in Saudi Arabia. Um, You have five different categories. You have motorcycles. You have the most unloved category, the the quads. No one seems to love those ever. But boy, that's that's hard. You have the um, 
you have the the see so the we two got, car categories. You have the lightweight cars and right. the heavyweight cars, mm-hmm. and then you have the and then you have the trucks. Well, you've got the lightweight trucks, yeah. and then you've got the heavy. Trucks. You've got the trucks, yeah. and then you've got yeah. The basically, trucks. You have rally cars, rally trucks, and then the big trucks, like the transport trucks. Those These are my are favorites. Re- oh my gosh! The Berliers. Did that start just because because they were hanging out as support vehicles, yes. and then they're like, "Fuck it, let's race them." Yeah, yeah that's what it they looks got like. the bivouacs. They have to go set up, and I think yeah. I assume that the transport trucks were doing their own race to go get. Yeah, ahead, totally right. Set up the bivouacs, right? Um, what a crazy, what great fun! What a great fun! Uh, so, some things to be excited about: uh, Toby Price is back. He's one of the best racers. He's raced many times on the bikes. He's Australian. He's a real character. He has broken bones many times, um, and he just keeps coming back. He's he's exciting to watch uh, on a KTM. Um, <clears throat> also, this year. I believe this is the first time there's an electric Audi rally car. Yes, it looks, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like something okay. out of Star Wars. But I have to say, the real letdown is when you see the camera and you see that car coming, and then it's coming barely through the sound, and it goes, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. It sounds like a weed whacker. Yeah, but you know, I, I've, been watching, I've been catching a little bit of it, but it looks like they're being very progressive. You know, moving towards hybrid and electric vehicles. Yeah, um, like they're gonna. So it'll be it'll be fascinating to watch the technology that comes out of this rally raid racing. So, uh, Raymond, do you have some basic uh, facts for us about uh, Dakar for people who haven't? Uh, just so there are actually seven <laughs> classes. Is there? I thought there was five. Well, uh, there's uh, like subclasses, sure. but yeah. there, there's some yeah. classes that don't make sense to me. Like one of them is original by Moto. Don't know what that is. Well, like they have a lot of classics, so you could race a Porsche 911 yeah. from 1970, right. whatever. They have SSV. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that is. A lightweight prototype. Yeah. And then they have the quads, car, bikes, trucks. Yeah, you'll get like Mini Coopers. Like, it's crazy. It, it, it's cool. It, it's kind of hard to watch at this point. There's a bunch of YouTube stuff. And I, we, because mm-hmm. I, I thought the official start of the race t- was today the second or today the third. So today was the second. Uh, well, there was something yesterday. It's in Saudi that, Arabia. So yeah. they're, they're 12 hours off from us. So but, they're racing now, I believe. Yeah, yeah, but but you can't. There's a bunch of cool stuff to watch. They give the history, they give the route, and you know, give you a kind of visual of riding and, and all that. Uh, this is for two weeks, is it? Yeah, yeah. This goes on for two weeks. Two weeks. They have a couple Every of rest day, days. There's a different route. Yeah. Um, and they are having to navigate as they go. Well, that was something that. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, is is it Sam Sunderland? Did he win the motorcycle the first day? No, Daniel Sanders. Daniel Sanders. He's, he's Australian too, and gas, gas. And what was interesting is that um, whoever wins uh, that that day gets to pick their starting position mm-hmm. the next day. And so you would think you'd want the first starting position, right? No, he chose position fifteen. Why? Because so many people got lost on the first day and missed their checkpoints that they lost time. So he's thinking position 15 lets enough people go ahead to find the path for you to follow the tracks and be riding as fast as you can. And eventually they'll get lost and then you'll be up at the lead, right? Um, which is an interesting strategy. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of strategy. The terrain they're riding in, it's like they're it's sand dunes. Yeah, crazy. Well, they have they have one day. I can't remember because they were going through each day. One day is is nothing but sand dune all day. They call it a marathon day. So I assume that's an extra long day of nothing but dune riding. It's wicked dangerous. 
Oh, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see them. They're like wheeling over the sand. I mean, it's just and when you, Yeah, when you come over a dune, we were talking about this, like mm -hmm. along the ocean at Pismo, the wind blows one way, the dunes are going to set up a consistent way. Yeah. When you get out into dunes like that, you can come up a face, and when you go on the other side, it could split three different directions, and the bottom just drop right out. It's It, it looks like really dangerous yeah. riding. And I don't, I may be mixing this up, but I remember watching last year, um, and there was a guy on a bike who launched off of a sand dune. He just didn't see that it dropped down. Mm -hmm. And he launched and he landed on the flat down below. Like he flew and then bounced up because the suspension just bottomed out. Either, I think he, I think he died. I think it was a Spanish. I mean, there's like high stakes. Well, when you, I mean, and they had a helicopter watching him just launch off and just. Poof. Yeah, it, it's funny. You think sand and all that. I, it's probably like water, I don't remember he died or broke his. But there was like. You, you high see stakes. when these guys are because they're. I don't know how fast when some of these crashes are happening, but they're at least doing eighty miles an hour. Well, and, and you have that. to worry about a rally truck coming up behind well, that, you too. But, but then they just ragdoll across the desert. It's the speed is what I mean. The crashes there are just brutal. Oh, anyway. but um. It was amazing watching the motorcycles go, and they're riding that it's sand so cool. at such high speed. And I imagine this is kind of what you love. When you mm. get to riding fast enough where you're just, it's almost like on water, and you're using your, your feet to steer the bike, and you're seeing <laughs> Yeah, I know, mm. right? Um, but it's beautiful. To see how they're controlling, it's cool to the see bike. them control that because these are, you know, these are four fifty rally built bikes. I think they make somewhere in the neighborhood of what sixty horsepower, or something like that. I want to say, um, you know, they're four fifty, you know, four fifty competition race bikes. I mean, um, a lot of power. Was there any other of the info to share? Well, so the the US right, so Ricky Brabeck who had won it, yeah. I think, two years it, ago. Yeah, is the one who got lost Ugh. and uh, mm -hmm. is behind by like 50 minutes. He actually got trained by Jimmy Lewis. Hmm. I remember yeah. hearing he about that. He was the first American to win, and he won on a Honda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, there were, that's not motorcycle-related, but there was a guy who was paraplegic riding one of the trucks, hmm. and oh, he wow. crashed. <clears throat> and the, the, the truck just turned over, and they had to cut him out of the truck and, and get him out of there. Uh, so that was gone. And they have different yeah. divisions. They have a junior division. They, yeah. They have a um, lot. Yeah. The, the trucks are pretty amazing. I mean, the the trucks, trucks are, are amazing. And the fact that these giant trucks are hauling through sand dunes. Um, so it's really exciting. There's different ways to watch it. Uh, you can go on YouTube, and a lot of people are reposting stuff there or sharing things from their own blog. Um, one of my favorite ways is actually to go to the Red Bull channel on streaming TV, mm -hmm. and they usually do highlights, and they have hosts who are kind of doing interviews with people uh, before they leave or when they're coming back and, and showing things like the bivouac or the, the tool setup. Um, there's different ways to watch it, um, but it is fascinating. And it's now. So I yeah. recommend if you haven't checked it out to check it out some. Righty. Oh, especially the That's trucks. Cool. Right. Ms. Emma? And they have yes. a fun word for their tech inspection. Scrutinize the scrutinizing. 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 That's the proper. You know, as much as I enjoy it, and I think Raymond's going to bear with me on this. The original seeing them slipping and sliding through a snowy Paris. Heading towards yeah, yeah, Dakar. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, the yeah, yeah, best. How they used to do it originally. Yeah, starting, the start yeah, line in yeah. Paris, and it'd be cold as hell, yeah. and there'd be snow on the ground. Yeah. You see these 
poor That's guy. Wild. And you know, in a few days they're going to be in the desert, but you know it's freezing. Uh, well, I tell you, one of the things if you are checking out, check out. I don't think called a classic class or whatever, but they have all the old stuff, like right. these old Volkswagens and old, just like I said, Porsches and Fiats. Uh, and well, no, no, I, you're I, thinking you of Baja. Should, you should watch. No, this no, movie they do it for really? the car too. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, they have they have the classic class. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, oh, it's wild. So, anyways, watch this movie on Netflix. It's 4L. It's these guys who take a Renault 4L, 4L which was one of the original right. Paris Dakar ones, and decide to cross the desert with it nice. to go to go to Dakar. So it was pretty cool. It's a, it's a Spanish movie. Wow. It's pretty cool. Robust little car, the 4L. Oh my god! Yeah, and indestructible it so well. car. So, um, Emma, hello. I've got some questions for you. I thought, you know, I a long time ago I started a list of tell me why. Oh, questions. tell me why. <laughs> Rightio. Um, and I want to make sure, Raymond, you're watching your time. Are you good? I'm actually okay. It got canceled. So. Oh, okay. Oh, you so see, you. I'm, I'm so staying. glad you joined us now, Raymond. He took so, some persuasion, you know. So uh, I figured we got a little time here. Yes. I've got a list of tell me why questions. Well, I'll do my best so, to answer them. I wanted to see. If you can answer this. So yes. my first question. Yes. Um, is why aren't there three and four seater motorcycles? Now, I've been told. Well, there are. I've been told <laughs> yes. that it's not illegal, that you have to have a f- pair of foot pegs for every seat. Right? And we know that unlike Sea-Doo's, you can make a three or four seater. Right. So why haven't they made a three-seater motorcycle, especially when you see how many people ride in, like, the Asian market and put whole families on there? Yes. Why aren't they putting more seats and foot pegs? Tell me why, Emma. Well, I mean, there have been motorcycles that seat three and four. I mean, going as far back as the 1920s, there was this creation called the Bomberland. Okay, I got it. I got it. Hold on. What? Um, I think it's B-O-M-M-E-R-L-A-N-D, or it might be an H in there. Just type in B-O-M-M-E-R-L-A-N-D. Bomberland. Bomberland. Motorcycle. Motorcycle, okay. And they came in three and four seaters. I mean, it was a long-distance motorcycle. And that's going back to the 1920s. Oh, well, yeah, 1936, 600cc? Yeah, well, they go back to the 20s, too. Um, uh and you'll see, you'll see they're pretty crazy. They've got like cast wheels, and they came in. Ex- oh yeah, yeah. Okay. While oh, looking by, no, everyone's looking at the phone it has now. A sidecar, but you're right. It has almost like a, a long bench seat, and then a third seat behind the the. The, or above the wheel. Right. Does it run on steam? <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's definitely got a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yes, look it about does. it, doesn't but it? But the thing that's especially interesting is it's such a long bike that yeah. it has this crazy... We were talking about front ends last week. Oh, I don't even yeah. know what you call this front end because it's almost like a... It's, a, it's got a, a leaf girder, spring. springer, leaf spring, extended riser. It's, it's crazy. And that is is exactly why oh yeah we don't have more three and four seater bikes <laughs> <laughs> there you go now that particular one is at the uh, the Czechoslovakian um, Museum of Industry 
And oh, and it has instead of foot pegs, it just has is, running long running boards. Is right. that a rocket canister on the back? <laughs> like Flash like, Gordon? What is that? <laughs> Nitrous oxide. But so let's distill down. The average bloke weighs 170 pounds. Average woman weighs, let's say, 120 pounds. So let's average it out at 150 pounds. Hmm. Oh. Two people. Does this have like two transmissions? Or is that just the chains are only so long so it yes, has... Yes, exactly. It's got a ah, splitter on the chain. Splitter on the chain. So, um, so now, so one person, mm-hmm. let's average it out. So you've got one person is 150 pounds, two people is 300 pounds, three people is 450 pounds. You're adding weight quickly. Four mm-hmm. people, 600 pounds. Now put clothes on them. You're adding eight, 900 pounds. So you would have to overbuild something so much to accommodate this weight, this transient weight that comes and goes. I'd like to point out on this one that it has this like long bench seat and then a springer seat above the wheel that looks like it has no suspension. Right. You're just going to bounce right off that thing. That's one way to reduce weight. Can can I also make a point that... You know, you know, it can be squirrely having just one passenger on the back of your bike. Imagine trying to ride three people on the back of your bike with like 800 pounds right. that you're trying to steer through corners what, and turns. Things. What vehicle on the road would you say has the strongest, most overbuilt chassis? Um, I'm going to say uh, something like a Ducati where the engine No, no, no. Think all vehicles. Oh, a Mazda Miata. All vehicles. 18-wheeler, surely, of course. Oh, yeah, like a heavy oh. dump truck. Or like or... A, a school bus. Tour bus. Um, tour, tour bus, bus. Mm. yeah. Because you're carrying people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And you're carrying yeah. them high. And that's why you don't see three or four-seater motorcycles. It would have to be such a giant overbuilt thing to accommodate this weight that's sometimes there and sometimes not. It doesn't make sense. So I yeah. once, I had two friends who needed a ride and I had a CB750 that had a luggage rack on the back and no and sissy I bar. bet the handling was incredible. Oh, no, I mean, I, I transported them home, no problem. And I'm like, well, that was not that hard. And I was <laughs> like, oh, and, and actually, I, as a kid, I rode on um, a GS650. Right, with, but with it, three it, of us. Right. Children. Yeah, but but, but I'm saying, if you're small, but, and don't weigh but that much. going back to when we see these families, entire families right. riding on these little bikes, on an atlas, right? Yeah, you right. know. But that's and, absolutely a technique, yeah. right? And and that's something you see a lot in in places like India, right. where you have an entire family on a scooter, right? But you they're know, not making a scooter to fit six people. They don't need. Well, they already no, have one. It's it just perfect. <laughs> they, you can't make yeah, it any I mean, better. But my yeah. answer to that, in order but, to do it properly, mm-hmm. you would have to overbuild it to such an extent. And it's a compromise. So do mm-hmm. you have something that weighs as much as a Zeppelin and is a pig and, to handle with one person on it so it can carry the other five on the one occasion they want to come with you? And and speaking of overbuilt, I posted a link in the chat to a four-seater Vespa that I believe oh. was built by a dealer in South Africa. Clearly a lunatic of the highest order. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> one, one who has my full approval. Uh, and oh, this my is, God. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Close the door, Raymond. You can That's see that. That's brilliant. That is, that is awesome. Is, 
basically two Vespas mated together <laughs> into and, one Vespa And I centipede. think the interesting thing is it, behind it, it says life unplugged. Um, and I think the person who came up with that should have been plugged. <laughs> I'm going to take that to Palm, Palm Springs and go it's cruising. A, I was going to say, it's got a kind of Palm Springs look yeah, about it. Yeah, go cruising. Oh, I, yeah, that's awesome. It's not a great That's a four-seater. That is a full four-seater. You know, yep. that bulge in the middle is very <laughs> what troubling. Is, what <laughs> is that? What is hidden in there? It yeah. looks like a giant... It's, it's, a double, it's like it's a giant a step boil. Step. There's two midgets. They pop it's out. A, it's a double step tree design. <laughs> yeah. There's two, there's two little you people... squeeze who, it like a zit. And oh, two little oh. people pop out and give you raspberry jelly beans. <laughs> Here's <laughs> your gummy bear. Well, for the record, I think they should make three-seater seater bikes, a three- and four-seater more. That's your sidecar. Yeah. Sidecar. Oh, yeah. All, right. All right, next. All right, I have another one. Yes. So, Emma. Yes, darling. Tell me why. Yes. That's your, your Tell cue. me why. Thank you. <laughs> there aren't more three-cylinder bikes. I find that a three-cylinder is a perfect blend. Yes. Uh, there's an advantage to you know, right. a two-cylinder, more torquey, a four-cylinder, yes. more smooth. Yes. Three-cylinder is a great, great bike. It has the best of both. Yes. Why isn't it more popular? I mean, and until Yamaha came out with these threes, it really was l- quite exotic, right? No, nonsense. There's always been three-cylinder bikes. But not that many. No, I mean, there are advantages and disadvantages of three-cylinder bikes. Um, it's, it hasn't got quite perfect primary balance. Um, so let's talk about some three-cylinder bikes through the ages. Triumph Trident is one, of course. K75. K75 BMW. Um, Laverda 3C in Jota is another one. Um, and they had a very interesting crank arrangement. They had a two up, one down, as opposed to a 120. But normally a Trident will go, something like a Trident or an XS750 will go 132, 132. Whereas the Laverda, one and two went up and down together like a big twin, even though they were doing two separate things. And then 180 degrees opposite was the center cylinder. So, I mean, Yamaha made my XS750. They've right. been doing it. Uh, Suzuki so- made all the two-stroke triples. Kawasaki made all the two-stroke triples. Triumph have made a brilliant living making three-cylinder Okay, bikes. but But two-stroke triples came and went. Well, no, but they they weren't a victim of design. They were a victim of emissions. Yeah. So how many Honda triples? Well, Honda never Mm. really bought into the sort of triple thing. This is, see? So what is that? But Yamaha did, right? Yes, but Yamaha did, and they've been successful. Well, the NS400 is a triple. Well, and did Suzuki have any triples? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the the, uh, um, GT... GT3 but we're still AT. talking the 70s, oh, right. right? Yes. Right. They haven't modern, carried them on. Modern modern bikes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting I'm I'm very very fond of triples. Um they make they don't quite make the power of a 4. Um they're harder to make than a 4 because a 4 it's actually easier to machine the internal parts because a four, unless it's got a weird cross-plane crank in it, a four works like a big twin. One and four and two and three are going up and down together, but they're doing different things. So it's actually a lot easier to machine than 
um, a 120-degree triple, which is what most triples are. So from a manufacturing standpoint, a four is actually cheaper to make than a three. Um, threes have, they have this sort of weird little buzzy vibration in them, which isn't always pleasant. Hmm. Um, but they're talky, and they're, in my opinion, it's the best sound in motorcycling. They sound absolutely bloody marvellous. I like triples. I wish there were more of them. I wish every bike in the world was a triple, in fact. See? What was it, FZ09? Well, that's a triple, right? Yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a burly. Yeah. No, I Japanese mean, all, you know, in the XSR and, you know, there's a whole. the XSRs. They're all smooth. They, yeah, yeah. Use that engine, the FG09 yeah. in a lot yeah. of things. Oh, yeah. They're Absolutely. Superb oh. engine. And yeah. all the Triumph triples are just like bloody hell. Mm-hmm. You know, Triumph Sprint is just a marvelous thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bagel? Yeah. Well, I wonder how much it comes into the, the, the cost of manufacturing as well. Because if you're building a, a three-cylinder bike that, that's that's a more complex and intricate design than a two-cylinder bike. Yes. So if you designed a two-cylinder bike with the same displacement, which had roughly the same sort of performance that you could build for a cheaper price point... You know that would be a better product in terms of of sales and and marketing. Right, exactly. And I mean, you know, it's 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 and and it seems like that's probably why why the the three cylinders have gone away, be, you know, because the two cylinders have you know, have sort of taken over that niche, and the four cylinder bikes are the more performance oriented bikes where where people really want you know gobs right. of power. Right. Exactly. And you know we. As motorcyclists, much as we don't like to admit it, we're quite a reactionary bunch, and we like sort of traditional things. And that sort of banshee whale of a four-cylinder bike over 10,000 RPM, you know, that's kind of a a very, very easy pill to swallow. Um, It screams performance, and we like that. So, you know, Um, as unjust as it is, Liza, I hope that answers your question. It does. I, I have, think I, have, I think triples are great. What about a Wankel engine? I do too. Oh, there's so oh. many problems with them, and they're getting <laughs> better. Um, Wankel engines have always been plagued by just monstrous fuel consumption issues, and up until recently, rotor tip wear was a huge problem. But modern yeah. metals are making it a lot better now. Um, mm. But yeah, Wankels are very, very difficult to make fuel efficient. Same with gas turbine engines. Gas turbine engines are absolutely mm. splendid things. Mm. I mean, you can have an engine that's the size of a bag of sugar that makes the equivalent of 200 horsepower, but it will chew up fuel like it's going out of fashion, yeah. and the exhaust temperature will just melt not only your boot, but the person's <laughs> boot 100 yards behind you. So, you know, it's... it's it, it, what we've got now is a compromise. And what we get in the future will be a compromise. And you just kind of add everything together and you say, well, this is the bad and this is the good. You know, let's weigh it up and see how it works. Um, As bizarre as it sounds, in the early days of internal combustion engines, gasoline and black power, black powder, were running neck and neck. And black powder had the advantage because it gave way more power, higher combustion density, uh, temperatures in the combustion chamber it was a far better product you know black powder what? engines it's an amazing thing what but, yeah oh yeah what could be more american than that riding a stick of dynamite <laughs> well what do you think gasoline so where do they light the fuse 
It was all done internally. Black powder engines. You should do a bit of research on it. They okay, hold on. So hold on. I'm just going to say now, we, can you please prepare a history hole on, on black, black powder, powder engines? Um, <laughs> but, of course, gasoline won the day. But largely because of portability. I was going to say largely is, because they kept blowing up. Well, well and that's the thing. Gasoline <laughs> itself isn't that flammable. Mm-hmm. You have to add the oxygen to make it flammable. Mm-hmm. So whereas black powder is always mm-hmm. ready. And so kind of storing it, going into instead of a gas station, a black powder station. I mean, and if it blew up, it could take out half the town. So, so yeah. no smoking. Yes. It seems to be popular with rockets. It. Yes. So I have a quick black powder story. This is nothing to do with motorcycles, I'll say. But so, you know, I've worked in the music industry a long time and I used to work with different bands. And there was a band in Atlanta that one of my, I was like the roadie. Yes. But one of my jobs was to, um, build and set the hot pots because they wanted to have the the, the giant f- sparks blow up oh, oh, at the oh, beginning okay. of the show. And we made our own. And it was basically, we used, I won't say too much, but um, we had a, a metal pot and then I took a, a wire, a single strand of wire from an extension cord. Yes. So extension cord is a strand of wires and you would cut it, open it up, take a single strand and I'd stretch it between two uh, um, screw posts. Yes. And then I'd have a, a, a plug that attached to that that had a switch in it. And then I'd, I'd have, I'd pour gun the powder over yes the that that draping little yes wire and then when i i'd I'd set it all up and then the guitarist would hit the switch on the floor with his foot and the flash pot it would it would send power to that wire which is a single strand which is immediately burn up and you could poof and go Oh, we got to do that at the garage, right? Yeah, and uh, which sounds so it's really fun. Yeah. So it's my job to go set up the hot pots, and so that I'm sure guitarists the neighbors appreciate that. Well, one year at this somewhat well-known club uh, in Atlanta, um, when the guitarist was walking out on the stage while the curtain was still up, he accidentally hit, oh, no. hit the switch, and we did not light the curtain on fire, which could be very Ooh. dangerous. Luckily, they had uh, flame retardant curtains, but it had a giant scorch up it, and they were very mad Ooh. at our band for a long time. Well, yeah, and that could have wow. go- that could have gone really the whole bad. Club, yeah, that could have gone really bad. Anyway, that's my black powder shirt. Is that what you're talking? Jim, right. Jim has just sent me a picture of a see-through engine just exploding on gunpowder. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Make, I, making cylinder heads out of plexiglass is never a good idea. I have I have one more question. <laughs> Though I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to turn it into a tell me why. Okay, this is just a question. Yes. Um, one of your common techniques for getting a deal on the deal on a bike. Yes. Is to piss in the airbox. Yes. I was curious, where else on a motorcycle can you use urine? Oh, there's a variety of uses for <laughs> urine. So, um, a golden shower is in. Yeah. What time do we have? So, yeah, um, no, this is going to be a, a golden shower of piss poor entertainment. <laughs> hey, for you've never run out of blue death. So, the important <laughs> thing to remember about urine it is acidic. It is acidic. So, it's great for removing rust on chrome. Um, you can use it as a, a garnish. <laughs> <laughs> What? what? So, like no. a dipping sauce? Are we talking? Or yes, absolutely. <laughs> it is crab what, season. Could, since he was out there scrubbing, trying to figure out what would take that melted plastic off. No, his probably wheel. pee-pee. 
Oh, PP and um, no. If you, <laughs> would, would all of you go out and pee on my bike before you leave? Tonight? <laughs> so no, we could do that. Um, but yeah, PP and a um, one of those nice blue abrasive sponges that you use for the dishes. You know, um, <laughs> not the green, the blue. Yeah. What about no, if the, you're low on coolant? You can pee in the coolant, yes, right. and it will smell just great. Um, <laughs> what about if you're low on brake fluid? No. No, you can't. No, PP is any? compressible. Ah. It's highly compressible. So you'll end up with a spongy brake fluid. The things you learn on this show. <laughs> spongy brake lever. Um, but yeah, I mean, the primary purpose of PP is to, to pee in the airbox and tell the owner he has a rodent problem. And I'll give you $300 for it. And I'm doing you a favor, mate. <laughs> okay, this, is a, this one might actually. What about a tire changing lube? <laughs> or are you better with spit? Oh, I think you're better with spit with that. But you know, it's it's you can't generate it. Yeah, PP. It's it's the well, universal stuff. I guess we should. Are there any other b- bodily fluids that come in handy on motorcycle maintenance? <laughs> oh man, well for goggle goggle fogging fluids of the lubricating <laughs> nature. Oh, <God>. No. <laughs> are you are you not taking the bait? <laughs> no, that's it. Enough fluids. It seems like there's got to uh, be more things you can uh, you sweat. No. Everything's better with spit. That's all you got to know. Everything's better with spit. Hey, quick announcement. Um, Emma, are we officially announcing the change of venue? Yeah, no, I think we have to. And it circumstances absolutely beyond my control, including Marina um, City Council. The Numb Nuts Challenge has to change venue. Now, I would still be able to host it at Mototown, but it would have to be inside. And I think it's going to lose something if we host it inside. So we've mm. decided to relocate it to none other than Recycle Garage. And go. I mean, let's keep it here. Um, let's keep it in-house. I'm really, really sorry to those of you that were hoping to do it in Marina, but Santa Cruz is very nice too. And... I will still be providing the burlesque show. Oh, good. Raymond, are you going to enter? I think so. <laughs> good old Raymond. Oh, yeah. Yes. Was Craig, was Craig threatening today? Craig was thinking about it, too. He was here today. Um, we have currently have six, I think, six uh, people entered. Um, I think we can do ten. Eight would be a great, perfect number. Right. So if you definitely want to sign up, Maybe you should. Uh, if there's anyone out there who wants to sign up, this is um, the last weekend of January. Yes. So it's basically, I guess, four weeks. Um, and it is so going to be here at the garage. It's starting at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. We will provide food and drinks, and we'll have some cots, thanks of John, to John, in case people pass out on their bike and <laughs> don't want to drive home then. We'll have some cots set up. Spray with a hose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Emma will be providing entertainment. And, and and the important thing to understand, you're not going to be on your bike for two hours, three hours, four hours. We are fully, fully expecting this challenge to go on for upwards of 30 to 36 oh hours. Yeah. So, Maybe you know, that. <laughs> just be certain. I mean, Liza wants to keep her sticky hands on that $1,000. Yeah. She's not going to give it up in a hurry. And... In case everyone didn't know, Liza is an extremely tenacious young woman. So, <laughs> if um, there's one thing I'm skilled at, it's sitting. Are you? Are you actually uh, competing? 
I am. Oh boy, it's on. I'm competing With to keep my and money. Cooled seats. So yeah, thousand dollar. Oh, that's prize. why she was working on that today. Thousand dollar prize, and um, if you would like to enter, uh, we've created an event page on Facebook. Go to the Numb Nut Nuts Challenge. It's right. N-U-M-B, two words, Nuts Challenge. And if you would like to enter, just mark yourself as going. If you would like to come and watch. You can mark yourself as interested and you'll get all the notifications. Um, and yeah, if anyone wants to come watch the burlesque, um, anything like yep. that. Are nuts needed? Nuts are not needed. No, but we are all <laughs> numb nuts for doing this. <laughs> anyone who enters. No, I'm kind of concerned because some of the young guys have entered. Uh, oh, that, I think. That want money. They need money to no, buy but bikes. I, th- I think they're going to fall at the wayside later. I really do. I think they're underestimating they don't know how to eat. my they, talent at they're sitting. They're going to fall at the wayside. Who, who are the young ones who entered? Who? Um, uh, I think uh, so. Con, um, yeah, Michael. He's, he says he's he's entering. Michael's entering, and Henry. Hen- Henry's entering. Right? Henry's. Yeah, Henry's entering. Oh damn! No, they're all skinny. They got no. They don't have fat on the yeah, butts. Yeah, no, they need. We're all, you yeah, guys, they need fatty butts. They're all skinny. They're yeah. too skinny for that. And I think also I can sleep. Uh, in weird positions, I can sleep sitting. Should you just duct tape yourself in, Jim? Uh, yeah. Can, can Liza sleep in weird positions? Oh, she can. God, I wouldn't say spoon. More like a <laughs> potato masher. Okay, <laughs> instead of spooning, it's more like potato mashing. The maybe gnashing of Nut teeth. Crusher. <laughs> oh. That's the one thing with we sleep with Liza. She hates man hair, boy. She yeah, got some really. man hair on you. Oh, it's yeah. like a nope. force field. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Fucking like Jedi shit. <laughs> I feel I feel the static about two inches away, and it I starts, start to recoil. It starts to crack. <laughs> like Harry Potter episode. <laughs> oh, so a whole God. new scene of Moose Fire. Um. All right. So yeah, if you would like to participate or join thousand dollar cash prize right there will be some other incentives and challenges along the way is all i will say right yeah all right so um we got a bunch of emails so i wanted to get to these um this first one is from david talman that's he uh, says, david uh, david, david uh, talman he says <laughs> hey yo folks hey ho yeah did i say something funny Ramond. <laughs> <laughs> i says i just found your podcast and i'm enjoying the debauchery oh good oh i hope Excellent. you enjoyed bodily fluids and motorcycles okay that's a good graphic art <laughs> uh i'm currently neck deep turning an 81 cb 750 custom into a cafe racer if you Google CB750 Cafe Racer, my muse pops up pretty quick. Anyways, the bike has sat since 1992. Okay. Wow. Any thoughts on a checklist for getting the engine back up to par? For the record, it's in pieces, almost done stripping down the frame. Hope I didn't jump the gun. Hopefully all's good at the shop. Before you get into it, Emma, I will say, what a great bike to get into it on because even if you never get that engine running, you can get another. And you'll so, know how to clean carbs after that. I'm just saying. Yes. That's the right bike yes. to find another engine for. Oh, yeah. So, um, and this was a, it's an 81, so it's the DOHC. So it's not like it's the SOHC that's harder to find. Yes. So, Emma, you want to give him a checklist for getting a uh, long non-running engine back up and running? Well, I mean, it's... Strictly speaking, I mean, there shouldn't be um, a massive amount. The first thing he's got to do is actually get 
pull the plugs out and get a wrench on the end of the crank and slowly turn it over. And just be mindful about what direction you're turning it from. The CB, the twin cam, you take the left hand cover off. There's three little screws. Take that off and you've got like a hex. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to turn it counterclockwise. You yeah. know, you turn it the same direction that the wheels are going to turn. Yeah. Um, and just pull the plugs out and just turn it gently. Turn it gently. And if it stops. Would this be one of be a good idea? To piss in the cylinders? Could be. Yes. Or use oil. It should de-rust it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but turn it over very gently. And if it turns over, brilliant. Now we can move on to step two. And if it stops, now you've got to find out why it stops. Mm-hmm. And the twin cams were notorious. When, the, when somebody parks it, if it's a slightly damp environment and two of the valves are open, you get the moisture into the cylinder. And then it gets rusty in there and it can stop. So let's presume it turns over. Let's presume it turns over. That's great. So the next thing he needs to do is you can turn it over many, many times with the with the crank and just get things moving. And then what I suggest, if he's really concerned, if it's kind of a little bit crunchy when it turns over, um, just keep turning it until it goes smooth and keep putting oil down the bores. If it if it turns over really smoothly, you can go to step two. Pull the carburetors off completely and just shine a light in the intakes and make sure they're clean. And then get a fresh battery in it and just crank it with the plugs out until the oil light goes out. And then now you've got some oil pressure in there and oil starting to move around. Um but it's all about the carburetors. You've, you've, mm. you know, you you're going to become an expert on carburetors, and don't mess around with carb conversions. You're going to say, "Oh yeah, do a single carb conversion for the tw- twin cam and a twin carb conversion." They're all shit. They're all absolutely crap. The only carbs that really work on that bike are the CVK ends. Um, mm. and they're very good carbs, but you've got to set them up right. And you're probably going to tell them to use the airbox, aren't you? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh. God. Pod filters oh. on that bike are just the kiss of death. Oh. You know, all you get is nasty sucky noises and twenty less horsepower. Um, <laughs> so um, no, just kind of method it through, and you know, while your plugs are out and you're cranking it, remember don't fry your CDI boxes. So what you're going to do is you're going to take the plugs and stick them in the high-tension leads in the plug caps and just lay them on the cylinder head. And that way you can check whether you've got spark, which I'm sure you will have. Um, and then once you... So now you've got an engine that turns over smoothly. You've got an electric starter that works. You've got spark at your plugs. And then if you really want to do a compression check, you can, but you'll probably scare yourself silly. My advice then is just rebuild the carburetors, slap them on, fire that bad boy up. So, um, but honestly, though, is wouldn't it be a good idea to put some uh, mystery oil or something and really soak those rings a bit? Yeah, I mean, you could. It's, a, it's all about the history of yeah. the bike, you know. Um, he'll know. I mean, when you get when you get that uh, socket on the end of the crank and start turning, you'll know in a heartbeat what you're dealing with. You, you'll get a really nice turn turnover, or it'll be like. Oh God, that's like rice krispies. Or even krispies. kerosene, I've used. Yeah, kerosene's Fill those got cylinders good. with kerosene and let it soak you know, down through. The best penetrating oil is Crano Croil, which is amazing stuff. Oh, there you go. Ooh, is that in the orange? 
Yes. That's in the, yeah, Croil oil. Yeah. That stuff is bomb. Crano Croil. Is that a top tip? It is a top there tip, it but is. it is cripplingly expensive, but oh. it's amazing stuff. Well, and I'll add is you can get it, because I got some, and because of that, I got these tiny little oil, like little squirt bottles, and it's a little tiny metal tip, like the size of like a hummingbird. Just the tip. Just the tip. But it makes, you can just really put it in right where you want it. Right, right, right. Anyway. But yeah, it's, I mean, any old bike, it's all about the fuel system. Um, okay, thank you. And we forgot to talk about the lubricating qualities of snot. Did we? Yeah, we <laughs> didn't count that. Oh. We underestimate the ability. Some good snot. You just, just blow your nose in those cylinders, crank that cylinder, those uh, pest pistons over. Okay. Yeah. Very good. It helps if you have a cold, I suppose. <laughs> there you go. Because there's more um, of it. Bagel. Gotta have good aim. Do you yes. have an email there? I have an email here from James Brosnahan. James says, Good day, misfits. Uh, <coughs> Is he Australian? No, he's from Austria. <laughs> no. There, there's no First kangaroos off, in Austria, Bagel. <laughs> no. First of all, thank you for the first debate, choosing the true winner, DL650 for the win. Hashtag fanboy. Strove. You should definitely get some possum fur gloves. Beautifully, beautifully warm, and my go-to for any winter accessory, Willy Warmer included. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure about my trans Tasman cousins, but in New Zealand, we hate possums with a passion. As an introduced pest, they destroy our native bush and are a constant terror to the many flightless bird species we have. The only good possum is a dead one. Sorry, Bagel. <laughs> when when I was at university, I earned some good money by shooting and plucking the fur from possums to sell. Oh. <laughs> As for the next debate, how about we go the king versus the revolution, i.e. BMW GS 1250 versus HD Pen America. Mm -hmm. I'm no great Harley fan, but finally America has a true contender on the scene and I'd be interested in the debate. I hope you enjoy your California winter riding. Currently winter in Germany, so no riding. Cheers and bleibt gesund. James. <laughs> Bagel, was that your best flight of the Concords uh, accent? Yes, it was. <laughs> no, I think it was. Oh, thank you. Bagel, I think it was absolutely tremendous, darling. It was like you were there. Can somebody tell me what a willy warmer is? Uh, uh, it, it's a little pouch that a gentleman will put his wangy in. <laughs> And then it keeps him warm. <laughs> Which is apparently is... made from possum fur. <laughs> they make wow. possum fur willy warmers? Well, I know what to get for Jim for Christmas next year. Yeah, the King Kong size. You'll <laughs> <laughs> need a bunch of possums. Be sure to take pack that for <laughs> all of your adventures. You for a wombat. You're going to need a kangaroo for that. <laughs> I want the wombat willy. <laughs> We really want that. <laughs> probably needs probably needs one the size of a trash bag. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hopefully, come in oh, odd shapes. Jim, you want to go ahead and read the yours? Shaping. Yes, I do. This is from uh, Michael Blake. Michael. Hey, Michael, hello, Michael. Hello, uh, hi, Liza, and the rest of you mofo's. <laughs> Just listening to the latest installment and the chat about wind protection for the hands struck a chord. Mm -hmm. I was a courier with Addison Lee in London for two years. There you go. From these guys, yes, <laughs> and rode a Honda VT500E. Yes, cool bike, made for a couple of years. 
um, VT500, the Ascot? No. Or is that the, as the Shadow? No, the VT500 had the Ascot engine, yeah. yeah. but it was like the Eurosport. It was a very oh, different looking okay. bike. Yeah. But, it's, but it's the Ascot VT motor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, cool looking bike, though. Um, uh, even though he wasn't a big fan of the maggot. Uh, <laughs> my bars featured plastic, his important, four pint, four pint milk cartons until mm-hmm. I saw Oxford bar muffs. Uh, on Friday, I would finish work about five-ish and start riding home to the south coast, a distance of 81 miles. The little VT would do 112 miles per hour on the clock, and I would do this at nearly every opportunity. On one particularly windy ride, I noticed that every time I would hit the ton, the rev counter would suddenly whip around to the red line. Slowing down, uh, slowing down would sort it, but that wasn't wasting beer time, so I'd give it the beans once <laughs> the revs calmed down, only for the revs to go off the clock again. I soon discovered that the clutch side muff was collapsing against the clutch <laughs> yep. lever, yep. so the next 30 miles would have my hand holding the muff off yep. the lever. Once home, the next day was spent cutting and twisting metal wire, coat hangers to make a frame to keep the muffs rigid. Problem solved. There you go. Yep. No Very cartons important. and coat hangers. So anyway, keep up the great work for the podcast. Looking forward to seeing you all when you can finally visit sunny Santa Cruz. Please yeah. do. Uh, all the best from Mickey Boy in dark and wet Hampshire, England. I tell Ooh. you what, these London dispatch guys, and um, Mike was by no means alone in this. There, back in the 80s, there were a ton of these guys because London's always needed, you know... is Not a good traffic place. It's a terrible yeah. place. Yeah. And so all these legal companies, TV companies that needed documents pushing around the quickly, and mm. these are things that actually needed signing, all used dispatch companies. There was a ton of them. And yeah, there were a lot of guys who lived in London... But there were a lot of guys like Mike who'd come mm. up from the South Coast, come down from Birmingham. A lot of my Birmingham friends were London dispatch riders. Birmingham had mm. their own fair share, but it wasn't as big a city. You know, London's always been well, it's the pricey, commerce right? capital. Mm-hmm. And you could make buku bucks, bucks doing this, but it was brutal because you'd get up really early on Monday morning, ride down to London or up to London, which could be a couple of hours, work all all day and then have to live all week. Have like four hours a day. Yeah, in some, Work all day in London traffic. Right. right? In the all weathers. With coat hangers yeah. and milk cartons right. wrapped around and your hands. And then, you know, spend three or four days in just some crappy little, you know, studio apartment or bed sitting room and then go back. So a hard life. But I take my hat off to the best riders in the world. I experienced the same thing um, when I was uh, young, like 20. I bought a CX500. It had the plexiglass fairing on it. What do we call those in England, Liza? <sighs> Beautiful bikes. <laughs> and I was traveling up. I went up to Tahoe, my first like long trip. And every time I'd pass like a semi, my bike was rev up and I'd lose power. And I'm like, what? And I finally figured it out. And my fairing was hit. That wind would hit. When you come to the front of the semi, the wind comes off and hits you, and it would push against my clutch lever. So my huh. clutch would start to slip, and I could never pass the trucks. So I had to ride, like, <laughs> stiff-arming my fairing the whole way up to Tahoe and, and back. And you learn a thing or two about wind resistance, don't you, Liza? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to push that thing oh, off. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah, that was interesting. So, Emma, we got time for one more email. You oh, good-o. Um, so this is from Kyle. 
Hey, Kyle. Hey, girl. And Kyle goes, hey, misfits. I have some questions for Miss Emma. Um, will you marry me? And No, no, I can't do that. Sorry, Kyle. Um, no, here we go. Kyle is a lucky guy. I was recently hired on as a motorcycle technician at the dealership back in my hometown. And I'm getting myself started in the industry. I know my way around a wrench, but I still have a lot to learn. What's your best, and I am guess best advice for someone that's fresh into the industry and wants to make this a lasting career? What are some must-haves beyond the basics in my toolbox? The shop I work for uses the flat rate pay system. What's the best way to navigate the system? So let's deal with each of these questions individually. The best advice I can give for somebody who's starting out in the industry. Watch everyone. Listen to everyone. I've been messing about fixing bikes for 43 years. Do you know how often I learn something new? Every day. day. There you go. It's a learning process. And the way you learn is you mess up and hopefully you don't mess up. Learn by mistakes. Right. You hopefully you don't mess up too much on clients' bikes. But you're gonna mess up. Don't be hard on yourself. Learn from your mistakes. And also learn from other people's mistakes too. Exactly. <laughs> Go long. It's a long game. I mean, yeah. the you know the best thing is, and I'm very jealous because I'm guessing Kyle is a little bit younger, and some of the changes he's going to see in his career put mine into perspective. I mean, the big thing for me was fuel injection and uh, and learning about fuel injection. That was really the game changer for my career. He's going to see electric propulsion. He's going to see hydrogen fuel cell propulsion. I mean, the changes that are coming are absolutely amazing. Um, what are some of the must-haves beyond the basics to keep in my toolbox? Well, let's talk about the basics that everyone should have. should have a good quality set of screwdrivers. You should have a good quality set of wrenches. You should have a good quality set of sockets and extensions and ratchet handles and tommy bars and all the things like that you should have a good selection of torque wrenches every single nut and bolt on a bike has a specific torque learn them read them understand them understand how to work a torque wrench um a lot of people overthink electrical testing I got very good with electrics very, very quickly, and I did not have a fluke, a, a, a multi-tester. A simple test light is an amazingly good thing to have. Now, it's not going to help you with resistance. It's not going to be able to... You can't do pin tests on a CDI, but for basics, why doesn't that turn signal work? Why doesn't the starter button work? Why does the horn keep going off? A test light is all you need. But here's a couple of things to remember, Kyle. Snap-on tools are guaranteed forever. That's very nice. But so are craftsman tools for a fraction of the price. Buy the craftsman socket and don't feel bad that you've got a craftsman socket, not the snap-on socket. Down the road, you know, get the snap-on socket. But for now, craftsman, 
It's a fraction of the price. You can get it at any Hayes hardware, and it has the same lifetime guarantee as the Snap-on stuff. You know, these Snap-on guys, let me tell you something about these guys. Their living is to drive around in vans and sign up mechanics on payment programs. Yeah, I can give you this and this and this, and it's only going to cost you a couple of hundred bucks a month, and you can have this fantastic toolkit. And that's great. But when you're starting out, you don't necessarily want mm. that massive commitment. And by all means, when the Snap-on guy shows up in his truck, you know, humor him. Go and buy yourself a $20 screwdriver. But you don't need a complete Snap-on set. Every single mechanic I've met has been amazed how small my toolkit is. <laughs> Same as my brother. My brother was a professional drummer for years. Everyone say, where's your drum kit? He was drumming with three or four drums. That's right. all he needed. Ringo started. Oh, right. I, I was thinking at times, I, you know, when I was over at your house, you know, and you've been working on bikes, it's like there's a handful of, of sockets and a screwdriver and a hammer. And that's all you need. I, I, it's rare I've seen a specialty tool. Right. Can, can I throw in my two cents on this? Yes. Find out who is the best mechanic at the shop and bring them their coffee in the morning. That's my advice. Well, you know. Get in good with the best mechanic. <laughs> right. You want to be on their good side. I think the best way to learn is have somebody with the the best skills right. who take you under their wing. So let's go to the last one. The shop I work for uses the flat rate system. What's the best way to navigate this system? Yeah. Does everybody here know what the flat rate system yep. is? Okay. For Raymond and anybody at home who, who doesn't understand the flat rate system. The manufacturer sets the amount of time to do a task on their bike. So let's take your GS, for example. BMW have decided through research, through their own mechanics, that in order to change the rear tire on your bike, it's going to take three quarters of an hour to get the bike in, get it on the ramp, pull the rear tire, pull the tire off the rim, mount it, balance it, put it back on the bike, 45 minutes, as an example. So that's in order to make sure that every BMW dealership you go into charges the same amount. That's what BMW want all their dealerships to charge. So that's what they pay their mechanics. You're going to change the rear wheel on that BMW, and we're going to pay you 45 minutes labor to do it so if you're good at your job and get it done in 30 minutes you make bank but if you run into a rusted bolt that won't come out and snaps off you still get paid 45 minutes even though you spend an hour and a half right yeah the best way to navigate the system when you're starting out i have never worked on hourly from my very first day as a mechanic in september 1978 to now i have never worked on hourly I've always worked on flat rate. Don't think about it. Because if you're thinking about working on flat rate, you're getting worried and you're going to start rushing. Forget about it. Do the best job you can. Keep yourself safe. Keep your customer safe. If you forget, if you think, did I tighten up that bolt and it's going to take me 15 minutes to get to it? Take that 15 minutes. 
it's not a waste of time because it's all a learning experience. Mm -hmm. If you're worried about the bottom line, you won't take that 15 minutes. And that bolt may be loose. Now the caliper's going to fall off. So don't think, don't even think about flat rate time. I promise you, Kyle, if you're diligent with your work and you're careful with your work and you consider the quality of your work rather than the time it's taking, when you get that paycheck on Friday, you're going to be very, very happy with it. Don't overthink it. There you go. That's great. And I think I think really listen to this show every week. And Emma drops top tips every week. Right, exactly. But, you know, it's, it's hard. Flat rate is hard because the onus is on the mechanic to bust ass, you know, to make money. But the act of actually working on a bike, you shouldn't rush. Just consider the job you're doing and not the time it's taking. And speed will come, I promise you, Kyle. Speed will come. And I just wanted to to add, he's just got a little Mm -hmm. final paragraph. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for years now, and it's how I start my week on Monday mornings. Tra-la-la. He's got a 2009 BMW R1200 GSA. Mm -hmm. That's the Canadian version. That has... 85,000 on the clock that I bought off a moto traveler who wanted to downsize for a screaming mm-hmm. deal. Serves me well and gets me where I need to go, even though she is a little maintenance heavy. Tra la la. Thank you in advice, Kyle Dingus. And P.S. Yes, that is my last name. Go on and have your, <laughs> have your chuckle. We all well, yeah. no, I don't think that's very nice, actually, because we all have peculiar last names. So, yes. Um, I don't. <laughs> no, you got the most. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think that's just great. Yeah. Yes. And I hope I gave you some good advice, Kyle. Yeah. And if you want some advice from Emma, go ahead and send us an email. Jim, tell them where to send it. To Patreon. (laughs) 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 Shoot the Liza's house. You can send it to Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, for all the emails, um, for the ones we didn't get a chance to read. And there were some who just said, hey, you just want to wish the Misfits a Happy New Year. Oh, so that's thank you very much nice. for those as well. Cheers. And well, also, you. big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. We got some new ones this past month, which is great. Shall we open up a spot to ask Miss Emma? I will check that and see. Really? Yeah, I think we can yeah. open up a spot. All right. And. And Happy New Year's to everyone. That's yes. very kind of you, Bagel. Um, would you like me to renew your subscription to Spankers Weekly again this year? <laughs> oh, yes, please, dear. <laughs> I thought it was a German magazine called Spankers. <laughs> Spankers. Yes. Spankel. Yeah. Now is the time when Spankers when we spank. <laughs> <laughs> a spanking, a spanking. Oh my gosh, you guys are crazy. I guess I gotta go figure out where to put my KTM bath mat now. (laughs) Don't put it in the bathroom. We'll see what happens. It'll be Um, the end of it, I guarantee you. Yeah. Well, thank you to all of our listeners. We love it. And um, yeah, I hope everyone else is is having a good winter and getting through this. Hang in there. Live vicariously through us. We're having adventures. Jim's probably going to be in the desert by next weekend again. I am. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Um, so, yeah, thanks again. You can um, find a shirts on our Zazzle.com. We, will, we have links in the show notes to all the things and also our YouTube channel. You can, you can buy a mug with me uh, on it. The video that John made uh, of our adventure to the different dealerships. Yes. He, we posted that on YouTube channel. 
So, thanks everyone. This is Liza. Ray Ray. Sappy John. <laughs> Emma Darling. Nicky Jim, son. Mm, bagel. And we are out of here. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. cool.